Hey, what's up? Welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 3, Episode 6. Happy April Fool's Day, Dumpster Dwellers. We actually have a real episode this year. You know, we didn't do that little switcheroo with you. Yeah, I mean, we could just play Jeff Goldblum over again for you if you'd like that. I am shaking my head in anger. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about Shakes the Clown from 1991, directed by Bobcat Goldthwaite. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor. I had a joke and it's gone now after what Rudy just said. McGraw. And I'm Rudy Real from Lucky Duck Entertainment. Welcome to the dumpster. Hey. Will I ever see you again? Maybe. What's your name? Shakes. Shakes the clown. Oh, my head! God damn it! Uh, jokes on you, Rudy. This entire episode is being re-recorded with nothing but Jeff Goldblum's laughter. <laughs> oh my god! I will, I, I will drive my car into oncoming traffic. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we're just gonna, we're just gonna drop this whole thing and then just play Bobcat Goldthwait laughing for for an hour and a half. We, uh, the three of us stopped recording thirty seconds ago. <laughs> I wasn't even recording it to begin with. You just take that clip from fucking Scrooge and just put it on loop. <laughs> We're flagellating butthead. Just, just any yell from him would be perfect for an hour and a half. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Scott Bayo is the Antichrist. He doesn't have his like signature. I mean, he does a little bit, but only when he's in character in this film. Otherwise, he's just like hey, Bob Gag Goldthwait or whatever. That kind of sounded like Jim Henson. Never mind. He's not reached like peak. I guess, like, panic levels of Bobcat yet. Pete Goldthwaite. Yeah, like, he's not, like, I reference panic just because Hercules, he is like, ah, yeah, the whole time. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> God, he was so good in that movie. Th- th- this is definitely, like, jaded Bobcat, but, like, not totally jaded. Uh, he's on his way out, dude. Well, I guess I read this was supposed to be his satire of, like, the performance industry and, like, stand-up comedy. Oh, yeah. And how, like, everyone in it is obsessed with, like, you know, uh, like, status and like you know being an icon and all kinds of stuff like that oh yeah i can see that yeah it's totally fucked up by the way we have a guest on this episode yes i was just gonna i was now. just getting to that <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh with honorable mention we're introducing rudy real from lucky duck entertainment no i'm just kidding uh we're very happy to have uh rudy real back on the show yeah back yeah back because well, we kind of did the conjunction thing, right? Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't. I wasn't on. I was mentioned. You were mentioned on the show. You weren't on the show yet. So you've been mentioned many times. You've been mentioned many times. Uh, listen, I was listening to the recap, and I was so happy you said my name twice. I was like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I, got, I got some clout now. You, uh, I love that you and Arlen have had similar situations, but like Sean name dropped uh, the Lost Harrow podcast, and I told Arlen, he's like, you're you're fucking lying to me. (laughs) (laughs) Why would you lie? I don't know. I was like, yeah, Sean said he liked it. He was like, I don't believe you. I was like, look, our self esteem has to rise a little bit on this journey, okay? (laughs) My mind is like, who knows me yet? Well, who are you then, Rudy? Tell the people. Tell us who are you. Oh, we want to know the real Rudy. Real. This is your VH1 behind the music. Let's hear it. Oh my god. I thought you were just one of my furies, and you were just in my head. (laughs) No, I am a. uh, I am. I am Shakes the Clown, essentially. 
house at Bobcat? God damn it, you beat me to it. Yeah, I am, this is, the, especially the opening scene is 100% screen accurate my life on a daily basis. I've already learned too much about you. <laughs> so, so a Richard Elfman music video. <laughs> yeah, I am a, a balloon artist, I am a magician, I am a stilt walker, a sideshow performer, I'm a nationally ranked mini golf professional, not high on the list, but, uh. But I'm, but I'm on the list. Uh, what else do I do? I'm uh, uh, really anything to avoid a real job is what I'll do. Uh, like there was just one time I joined this <laughs> podcast, and um, <laughs> and that's now that's this is it right here. Uh, you're not getting paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know what, uh, guys? That's my uh, that's my time. Thing. <laughs> The, the fuck are you on about? <laughs> we can't even pay our own bills. What are you talking about? But uh, yeah, so that's what I do uh, professionally. Uh, and and I watch movies because I don't sleep. Yeah, Rudy, I have to say that uh, since I uh, had a brief stint in the pro wrestling uh, industry way long time ago, you're the first Carney I've met in a long time that I actually like. <laughs> oh, <thank> you. <laughs> so you've met some since then. You just didn't like Oh, them. yeah, I hated it. Well, because most of them were wrestlers. Rudy's a stand-up dude. He does amazing balloon art. Um, the first time we met you, oh. uh, you had made a Slimer. I did Slimer, yeah, for uh, for Ernie Hudson at the... Um, NJ HorrorCon. Horror co- yeah, the NJ Horror Fest, the, the new one that they started doing in Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. Which I want to say was kind of wild because we were just standing in line, like kind of like checking things out, figuring out what to do, me, Joe, and uh, our significant others, and we just see you, and you're like, hey, because uh, we had the Movie Dumpster shirt on. He's like, hey, Movie Dumpster. Where'd you get that shirt? And we're like, oh, we're, we are movie dumpsters. I, what? <laughs> I was online. I, I was online with my Ghostbusters poster going, oh, my God, I'm going to meet Ernie Hudson. This is so great. <laughs> For the third time. So it's such a weird story with the, the background of that. Um, I didn't find out until afterwards that we actually have a lot of mutual friends. Um, yeah. And Mikey Wynn had just turned me on to you guys probably like, two or three weeks before um, that NJ HorrorCon. So I had been binge listening to a, a, a bunch of your episodes. And if, if there was an episode that I didn't know the movie, I went and I watched it. And some of them were amazing, like Bunraku, which was <laughs> awesome. <coughs> and then, no, you can't say that because then I watched uh, Bleeders and um and rawhead rex hell yeah and yeah so uh you guys <laughs> it evens out yeah yeah there, there's a good balance there after after hearing all that the rest of you have uh to get on rudy's level as far as being a fan goes because holy shit <laughs> <laughs> fuck bunraku i'm just gonna say it now sure i will stick my head underwater for five minutes and i'll be on that level <laughs> well so and the bunraku thing I had never heard of it before, uh, and I started doing a movie thing just because I was bored, and I had gone to the Dollar Tree and grabbed a bunch of movies to to do as, like, giveaways, and I got 13 copies of Bunraku and hadn't opened them yet. (laughs) (laughs) Is that where they all went to die, the Dollar Store? So I, I have this stack of them in, in my house. Fucking the bartender standing there with an apron on, the green apron, like handing them out, like, please, someone take these fucking things. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Hartnett's there signing copies. Oh, please, just take it. This this story is making my fucking heart sing. Go on. Dude, it was so good. So, uh, yeah, I, I have like 13 of these sitting in my back room. I hadn't even opened them because I was just going to give them away. And then I saw the the post that you guys had, and I was like, why does that look familiar? And I was like, oh, I have that. 
So I opened one up. 13 copies, in fact. Yeah, I have 13 copies. I opened it up, and I loved that movie. Visually, I think there's some pretty interesting stuff. Sure. Um, I just don't care for it. No, same. I mean... Oh, that's all right. You're allowed to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. At least you're not defending Pluto Nash. Yeah. You know what? You know what? Pluto Nash is... Mm. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. You know what? No. Get the, get, the, get the fuck off the show. Hey, he's on your team, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Connor, I am definitely with you. I am pulling an Italy during World War II. New teams. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there there are some that you guys put in the dumpster that I I am yelling at my, my radio while I'm driving going, you guys are insane. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very curious to see where you guys put Shakes the Clown. We're, we're on a pretty good streak this year so far, though. I don't think we've had too many go in the dumpster. Not collectively, anyway. Not unanimously. Right, yeah. Honestly, I, I feel like there's a there's a very sincere breaking point after Pluto Nash where we're like, wow, things are just not this bad. No, once you hit that fucking, <laughs> once you hit bottom. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, also, I, I need to I need to publicly thank you guys because I I think I had seen, but ne- like I had seen the, the VHS forever ago and and I never got around to watching it. And since I have, I have told everybody about it. Tammy and the T-Rex. Oh, yeah. Oh. Great movie. Yeah, man. So good. Oh, my God. I'm still uh, narcissistically taking credit for us uh, giving that movie new life. <laughs> yeah, man. I think so. I think we've, we we put that back into the universe, man. Have you seen the gore cut, Rudy? Oh, yeah. I saw the gore version. Oh, I was... It, like, if you liked the movie before... And then you rewatch it again with that gore. Oh my goodness! It is even. It's more. It's a better movie. <laughs> it's amazing. Like if you had a good time with it before that, it's like it jacks it up to fucking twenty. <laughs> if it was a ten already. I see. I wish I had known that before, because then I would have watched. I would have watched the non-gore version and then the gore oh. version to enjoy it twice. Yeah, the non-gore version. It, you had it's still good it's still good that's what i'm saying like i feel like yeah i feel like i can't go back now i know I know. oh yeah no yeah i've the problem with the original like the 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 non-gore version is that you're watching it and you go like okay well you definitely just took that scene out because there's like three or four awkward cuts so i'd like to yeah. see what that looked like before you butchered the sequence yeah i've been hanging on to that vinegar syndrome blu-ray and waiting to hang with sean and connor to watch it because I want to experience it with them, like the gore cut. <laughs> like I haven't, I saw it in Philly, but like I'm, I'm glad you did that because I haven't watched it yet, and now that I know that, I'm not going to until we don't sit watch in the same it. room. Because <laughs> no, I, I'm saving it, like like a like a like a fine wine. I'm saving it to enjoy with you guys. We're gonna have to do a, a big get together where all three of you guys verse all of OGA with Aaron and Evan and myself. And do a full three verse three game, and then afterwards, gore version of Tammy and the T Rex. Damn. Okay. See, now you're thinking. See, that's a plan. You guys are gonna learn real fast how much time I spent at Point Pleasant Boardwalk playing that fucking mini golf course. <laughs> oh shit. So we got we got a we got a plus one on our team, baby. You're fucking going down. Well, you, you know, you can get a preview of how that's gonna probably go down. Honestly, if you go look at that video from last year. <laughs> Uh, that was that was a good video. It was funny. It was a lot of fun. That was a good game. Yeah, but this will be like when Gohan and Krill and Ron Namek just waiting for Goku to show up. Like, yeah, we're waiting for you. To- <laughs> You're coming in in the fucking spaceship across from across the country from Vegas. Yeah, where's Connor? Permanently indisposed, just like Goku. Eobard's looking up at you from his cage like fucking Doctor Briefs. He's like, I haven't installed the radio yet. 
Oh my god, he totally come with me. He's going everywhere. Give him a little space helmet. <laughs> yeah, man. Put him in his put him in his little Death Star ball. He's ready to go. Oh my god, and I'm thinking Ralph, the uh, the motorcycle mouse. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god, dude. I love that movie so much. Uh, yes. Runaway Ralph. No, well, that's the second one. Mouse and the Motorcycle is the first one. Yeah. Ah, uh, nostalgia. I have. I have no idea what you are talking about. What? Yeah, well, it's a stop motion fucking mouse, dude. And and Fred Savage is in one of them. It's it's a movie made for you, Connor. Look it up. <laughs> that's all I can really say. Oh my god. Yeah, Connor. That's that's next week's episode. It's right up your alley. It's a it's a good and it's a short it's a short kids movie. I was actually gonna whoop out a kids movie soon, so <laughs> maybe it's that one. So you guys want to talk about this? Uh... Shakes the Clown film? Yeah. Gotta make a quick statement about Shakes the Clown. For all those people out there who said that the Joker was a ripoff of, like, the camp comedy and Taxi Driver, they're wrong. It's clearly a ripoff of Shakes the Clown. <laughs> yeah. I could. I was kind of thinking it a little bit. Oh, my God. Yeah, now that you it's say that, <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, I clearly see the similarities. The, the, the plot is really, really similar. I honestly want to see Tom Kenny's fucking Joker. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I... Tom Kenny is a fucking gift in this film, dude. How it, has he been in anything else like as himself? He has been in, a, and actually, I'm glad you brought this up. Um, a couple of years ago, I went on a uh, on a binge of watching Bobcat stuff, uh, specifically the stuff that like he wrote and directed. So Shakes was on the list. There was one called World's Greatest Dad with Robin Williams. Yeah. That movie is fucking dark. Yeah, and God Bless America. Oh, yeah. Right. Was the other one. And Tom Kenny is in God Bless America as well. Does he get blown away in that one? Yes, he does. Um, <laughs> and I think I remember watching like uh, like a behind-the-scenes interview or whatever, and Bobcat's like, man, my job is great. Like we go on, We go on set, and day one, I get to blow away my, my best friend from like when we were kids, and, and that's how I start my day. Like that's a – a weird a weird perk of a job but yeah yeah that's so bizarre to me i didn't realize that tom kenny and bobcat goldthwaite were like good friends yeah apparently since they were kids that's crazy um yeah tom kenny i love tom i mean i love rocko's modern life and and spongebob and yeah, um yeah and it's all over the there are so many fucking rocko voices in this <laughs> one it's like insane at times this movie when he was getting particularly manic or kind of like when his He's, like, really going over the top, and, like, all I hear is just dozens of childhood cartoons mm-hmm. flooding my head at the same time. I just hear heifers all over this fucking movie, dude. Yes! <laughs> heifers and fucking peaches when he does that low one. Well, you know, and Tom Kenny's not the only one in this film. Like, yeah. yeah. There are so many comedy, you know, legends. There's people that I don't even remember because this was, like, this came out in 91. Yeah. I was, uh, let's look at my calendar here three years old so some of these guys kind of went over my head (laughs) (laughs) oh my god really it was it was one of the classic movies i used to watch when i was three (laughs) yeah broke it out with a cigar it exploded into my face (laughs) and connie what are you fucking baby herman from roger (laughs) rabbit yeah maybe i could have been we excuse me toots i'm watching fucking shakes the cloud Spoiler, Rudy uh, suggested this for the for this episode, um, and it's very apropos of when it's being released. But, um, you know, I had I I've maybe seen this poster. Rudy and I were talking about it before we before we got into uh, the episode. Um, uh, this movie has eluded me until today. 
I, I just I had never saw it at all. I'm so glad. Had, had, uh, Connor and Sean, did you guys see it before or no? N- no, I knew this was his first movie, had never seen it. And honestly, this is one of only two Bobcat movies that I have seen that he's written or directed. The other one was Willow Creek. Oh, okay. Willow Creek I've seen too, yeah. The Sasquatch movie, that was pretty good. Yes, I love that movie. It was it was decent. Uh, no, I had, I had never seen it either, I, even though I joke that I saw it as three. <laughs> oh, this makes me so happy. Uh, when I think of Bobcat Goldthwait, I think about Scrooge and I think about Police Academy. Yeah, I, his stand-up too is classic if you ever look it up on YouTube. I've never seen it. I think that's one of the things with me. Like I, I forgot the list um, when I was rambling them off earlier. I also do stand-up comedy. So um, I'll go through and like watch other comics and see their their personas and their bits um, as like research or whatever. Not that I'm copying their stuff, but to see like what works at, at certain times. And I think it was in um, uh, there was a a big comedy special um, late '80s, early '90s uh, that I'm drawing a blank on uh, the name now. But he did a set where they brought out a, like, tub and shower. Oh, yes. And and he stripped (laughs) out of his, like, onesie, and they turned on a hose to the shower, and he's shampooing his head behind the curtain, telling jokes over the curtain into the microphone. (laughs) And it's the the most ridiculous thing, and it's so good. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, Rudy. Oh, it was Comic Relief. Comic Relief was the name of the uh, the special. Never saw it. <laughs> I got to see this now. And it was a bunch of comics that had gotten together to, to do this giant show to raise money for some downtrodden group of people. I can't remember. Um, and that was his set. He, he did his whole set while taking a shower in the middle of the stage. Bombcat's one of those comedians where like he was huge for a while and then just fell into the dark recesses of our culture well i he started doing um i I believe um more like behind the scenes stuff writing and directing a lot of things so once he got okay i mean that character that he was known for can really only play so many parts before you've had enough of it so once he yeah and and i think he got out at 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 just the right time where he wasn't overdone people still enjoy him but not that he he beat it down does that make sense before it got too tired he didn't become adam sandler which is really funny because he's also in this movie Uh, (laughs) oh my god i mean that with like yeah with like dead sincerity like he did he got away from being in front of the camera, and Adam Sandler can't not be in front of the camera for some reason, even though he's just fucking terrible now. Because oh. uh, I, I feel like Sandler's a one-trick fucking pony, dude. Also, yes, I have a lot of words about Sandler as we go through this. <laughs> um, and if you listen to the show, you know that I am not a fan of Adam Sandler, so this doesn't help. Adam, I'm a huge fan of yours. Don't listen to him. Hit me up next time you're in AC. <laughs> I am a fan of you from a different time period. That's all I'll say. Yeah, same. If I was 13 and Billy Madison had just come out, oh. maybe. Listen, I, I I get the Sandler hate. My girlfriend hates Sandler. Joe hates Sandler. I don't hate him. I just don't like him. <laughs> I'm like, hate's a strong word. I uh, I don't dislike him. 
but I, I don't go out of my way to see his movies anymore. Probably the last movie of his that I really enjoy was either like The Wedding Singer or Happy Gilmore. Wedding Singer's hilarious. Click was okay. Click, I think, is pretty good. And then after that, I'm like, I can't be bothered. But I guess my point is, like, I at some point, I have to at least respect the fact that he's like, yeah, you want to pay me a billion dollars to fucking basically just coast through this film? Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't fucking fault the guy at all. I'd do the same thing if I was in his shoes. I mean... Sure. Can I invite all my friends? Cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he makes shitty movies, but I kind of respect how he goes about it. Except Bobcat, because Bobcat is not in a one. Yeah. No, yeah. Of Adam Sandler's movies. Well, I well, I also think that Bobcat's a self-respecting comedian, and all the comedians that Adam Sandler keeps calling are like fucking David Spade and Rob Schneider, who have nothing else going on. <laughs> I love Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider's fine yeah. with me. He's making copies. He's He's good. <laughs> We want to do a, a, a quick plot crunch of this film? Yes, Rudy, why don't, uh, as our guest, why don't you give us a very brief uh, synopsis of this film? Oh, all right. Um, so it takes place in a world where clowns are almost like a sub, not a subspecies, because they're, they're people in clown makeup, but <laughs> they live their lives that way. Um, and there's different, there's the different versions. You have rodeo clowns that they're their own subsect. Um, you have the mimes and, and nobody likes the mimes, which, uh, there, there's a great cameo of who is the, the leader of the mimes we'll get to later. Yes. Um, and everybody uh, are the main party clowns are trying to secure a TV show. That's their, their claim to fame. Once they're on TV, that's, that's where the ladies come in for the, the party clowns. <laughs> the booze and the pussy baby. <laughs> And uh, Shakes gets set up and framed for the murder of uh, one of the managers, the mentors, the uh, the higher up clowns, and it's it's the the wild and wacky adventures of what happens to him while trying to clear his name. It sure is, my goodness. While he's drunk the entire time. Also, he's a yeah, he's a vicious drunk. <laughs> a vicious drunk, dude. We see he's an alcoholic <laughs> and an asshole. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. So let's start off with his one night stand. <laughs> oh my god, Mrs. Brady herself. Florence Henderson, absolutely. The one night stand which shakes the clown. Getting fucked by Bobcat Goldthwaite in clown costume. <laughs> well, we don't actually see that, but that's what happened. Well, she's wearing just her nightgown and she's got the fucking clown makeup from Shakes like all over her face. She shows this <laughs> movie looking like what's her face's mom from the crow. Like just oh all my like, god, just, oh my god, she yeah. so does. <laughs> <laughs> she does. <laughs> We are dropped directly into a fucking Richard Elfman music video. I was waiting for Danny to fucking start kickstepping in the background talking about pedophilia like at any moment. There's like a fucking dog with a birthday hat on eating a sl- fucking pizza. Florence Henderson's passed out on the couch. Looked like she got face fucked by a clown. Well, she did by a clown. Well, I mean, we we don't know the details, but definitely definitely not by a leprechaun. <laughs> Well, she's not a starfish. The starfish is under the couch. That dog is eating that pizza, and I just kept yelling, Pancreas, hide us! <laughs> oh, my God, that must have pissed you off. <laughs> the dog eating the whole pizza. Yeah, I was like, God damn it! And then, like, this little kid wakes up. You gotta go to the bathroom when you wake up. This little kid's gotta take a morning piss. This movie is so real. Yeah? Bobcat Goldthwaite, the first time we're introduced to him is by him being passed out on the floor inside of this inside of Florence Henderson's bathroom and <laughs> her son opens the door and cracks him in the head with it 
and then proceeds to take a piss over his body into the toilet while he's screaming to his mom, like, who's this fucking scumbag on the bathroom floor? <laughs> over him? He pisses in his face! Yeah, he gets a... Bobcat gets a full fucking raw head as soon as he sits up. He is God! Yeah, Bobcat <laughs> sits up and gets fucking baptized. That fucking piss stream is in his ear and his eyes and shit. <laughs> he gets the fucking porcelain baptism, dude. <laughs> And then the kid, he goes out of the bathroom complaining, and Bobcat, like, pukes right in this piss toilet. Doesn't even flush it first. <laughs> I was laughing. I thought it was hilarious. I, I, it's not even five minutes into the film, and he's getting piss in his face. Listen, that's that's how you start a movie like this. You know, Rudy, is this all uh, accurate to life so far? Oh, absolutely. They're, they have not strayed away from real clown life at all so far i would say is this the real clown experience yeah the the good the good clown sometimes you'll get those like those fakers that have never gone through this don't hire them those they don't know what they're doing yeah, like a mime right they don't know what they're doing you gotta you gotta change your slogan Rudy. you gotta say lucky duck entertainment we get pissed on the face <laughs> i'll fuck your mom and sleep in your bathroom <laughs> Well, fuck your mom and get pissed on. So I, I have a, I have a question. If like, if clowns are like somewhere between like rodeo clowns and mimes, where do the people who spray paint their whole body and sit on bicycles land? Oh, you mean like the the robots or like the statues? The, like, yeah, like the human statues and shit. Oh yeah, they're uh, they're uh, they're another subsect. Uh, that's just street performing statues. Are they like? Are they like the 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 Buddhists? sect oh yeah i think that's what happens when a party clown fucks a mime that's what's born <laughs> no you know what it is it, you know the um they're like the hara krishnas of of the of the yeah. no, not the hara krishnas oh, it's the the guards at, in front of buckingham palace oh ro- the royal guards yeah they're the royal guards of of street performing yep that's who they call it when they have a military uh <laughs> They call in the fucking humans, the the, the the living statues. That guy standing on the box, spray painted all silver. He reaches under his box and pulls a fucking Uzi out. It's it's the most boring. It's the most boring fight ever. It's just a bunch of people standing around not doing anything. Jokes on you, Rudy. They have the same powers as weeping angels from Doctor Who. If you look at them in the eye, they fucking transport you to a different time period, uh, or they turn you to stone like fucking Medusa, man. Uh, listen, there there have been a handful of clowns that have got turned me into stone. <laughs> Rock hard, baby. <laughs> so this Fl- Florence Anderson comes to the door after he pukes in this piss toilet. Oh man! And and she's like, you know, pulling down her fucking blouse, like, <laughs> hey, yeah, you like what you see? She's like, I never. This is my first time fucking a clown. <laughs> and he, let me tell you something real quick. Um, the depiction of a hungover, disheveled, disgusting human being in this movie is absolutely it, it made my skin crawl like he's sweaty he's got smeared makeup he's got puke running out of his fucking mouth that's post-coitus man man he <laughs> you mean to tell me you look like an angel after you're done knocking boots bullshit bro i can smell this motherfucker at least i'm glowing <laughs> Well, of course, he's got to have hair in the dog. He grabs a beer right away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to taper off so you don't get the hangover. So, yeah, he, he's like, fuck, I'm late for a birthday party. <laughs> he goes, where's my wig? She picks it up off the ground. It's like fucking sopping wet. Oh, it's soaking wet. What is on that wig? Well, it's cum. <laughs> they don't show you what's on that wig. It's I, that or it's dog drool. I can't, I can't tell. I mean, when he was eating her out, he had the wig on, clearly. <laughs> 
Oh, my God. Florence is a squirter, you think? Without a doubt. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's like the reverse flower. <laughs> if if you three could see my face right now. <laughs> he's like, he's like, thanks for the wig. Thanks for the fucking the beers, Florence. And he's like, you know, she goes, will I ever see you again? What's your name? And he goes, I'm Shakes the Clown. <laughs> ba-da, ba-da, ba-da. <laughs> he sticks a cigar in his mouth and it fucking explodes. Yeah. He's like, ah, fuck. It was hilarious. Because uh. he does it all like debonair and shit. He's like, Shakes, Shakes the Clown. Kapoof. And the fucking thing explodes. And he's like, ah, my fucking head. <laughs> So, so I'm already on the floor dying, and then we cut to these opening credits. Oh, yeah. There's like three different sets of credits. He's driving, drinking a beer, listening to radio, which I've said for the longest time is the lowest form of entertainment, and this movie just fucking proves it. <clears throat> We're on a radio show. I fucking hate FM radio with every <laughs> cell in my fucking body because the depiction of those douchebags in this movie is the same ones you hear in real life. It's like, hey, I'm Horace the Hokey Slicer. <laughs> oh my god. It's w- Wacky Wink Wilkinson's Wild Weird World from uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Well, De- John Candy. We were just yeah. talking about him. Not John Goodman. He wasn't in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> No, not this time. No, John can't. No. A little peek behind the curtain there, folks. We got to do that. We got to replace John Candy with John Goodman in all the John Candy movies. John Hurt did it. And then just replace John Candy with John Goodman and Big Lebowski, and I'm and I'm good. Oh, my God. And there you go. I put him in Roseanne. See what happens. Hold on. Could you imagine John Candy in Death Sentence? Okay. <laughs> Could you imagine John Candy in 10 Cloverfield Lane? Oh, my God. That's so creepy. That makes you a preferred customer. I love John Candy, but I do not see him doing a serious role ever when he was alive. No, <laughs> not at all. Have you seen his son? He looks just like him. It is eerie. Nah. Yeah. The disc jockey is Tom Kenny, and he's doing his spiel, and it's pretty fucking funny. That's Binky. Oh, I, I missed that. Tom Kenny curses in this film, and it's so weird to hear that, but it's hilarious at the same time. Yeah. I mean, I saw Transformers 2, so I'm kind of predisposed to it, unfortunately, but, uh... I, I, sure. Yep, that's 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 where I was going. I was like, people's minds were blown when they saw the voice of Tom Kenny humping Megan Fox's leg, so... <laughs> <sighs> uh, I didn't need that visual. That movie was such a fucking turd. It, yeah. It, it, gave, it, it put me back five years, let's put it that way. Do you think that when Binky was carted off to jail, but Helena Bonham Carter came to his cell before he was going to die like he was on death row he, he's a terminator is that what you're trying to say here no no he's he's a fucking they 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 marcus righted him into that tiny horny robot from transformers is what you're talking <laughs> yeah, yeah they they put him into the decepticon program oh my god that's a fucking shame he skids <laughs> that's what happened that that's the next evolution of tammy and the t-rex instead of uh that's dino wars right <laughs> I wish. Yeah. Dino Riders? Sign me up for that. Yeah, sure. Tom Kenny is, is skids in real life. I, I could see it. In the MDU, flying through space like a fucking... Yep. He, now, it's affirmed. Tom Kenny was a clown that was put into a fucking Decepticon spy robot by Helena Bonham Carter while she was making the Marcus Wright endoskeleton. Adds up to me. Yeah. So anyway... <laughs> well, Shakes, shakes while he's driving... 
you get this, you know, like we said, we get this radio bit, and then he stops at the gas station, I guess to freshen up. <laughs> yeah, to put on his face. I thought the funniest part, though, is when he ripped the fucking key out, the key for the bathroom <laughs> out of the gas station attendant's hand is on a big fucking piece of wood. It's for paying customers only. Fuck you, buddy. This is another thing where it's like, the grossness that you can feel, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, we've all we've all had to use that key. In fact, can I can I tell a story, Joe, revolving around a, key, a bathroom? Oh, oh please! <laughs> oh my god! Please! We actually have okay. We were gonna use this story in a skit or a movie, but I don't know if we're even gonna do that anymore. So it needs to be. Um, it's not even a skit. It it, it actually happened. It, no, it actually. Well, the best skits are based off of real life. Um, <laughs> it needs to be uh, uh, solidified somewhere. What's that word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, I don't know. Immortalized. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So go for it. So years ago, me and Joe and another friend of ours were uh, working on a job. Basically, we we're clearing out some basement to film a short film in. And uh, we went out for supplies, and in that time, we hadn't been able to use the bathroom in quite a while. And Joe, I don't know if it was his lunch or what, but he had to take a massive shit, and the only bathroom was at this gas station down the road. This gas station, by the way, was like four miles from the house. <laughs> from the location? So what, you're just pinching a loaf for fucking 15 minutes? No, no, no. here's the thing. The whole thing with it is like, the the house was the house was like a house on this piece of property right. that the people didn't live in. It was just there. Uh, and they had built a house, like a big house on the, it was like a fucking mansion. And the, and the friend we knew to get to that house, you know, she lived there and it was her folks house, but I didn't want to go into the mansion house. I was going to say, why didn't you use the bathroom at the house? Well, to take a massive dump. No, no, because it's like, I don't know these people and I'm going to come into your house to just decimate your fucking bathroom. Uh, allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> it, you know, it's that situation. You don't shit where you eat, Rudy. That's why. Oh, that's true. That's true. So we go to this gas station and Joe's like, fuck, I got to get the key. I got to go in here. Okay. So he goes and me, me and this other person are waiting in the car. It's got to be five or 10 minutes. Like, Damn, he really had to go. So he calls me on the phone and he goes, hey, uh, there's no fucking toilet paper in here. <laughs> Wait, you forgot a big plot point. There's no oh, door. I? There's no door on the fucking bathroom. <laughs> I don't think I knew that till now. Dude, there, was, there wasn't even a tarp or anything. The door was just oh open. My God. It was just an open doorway. All right, so add that to the equation. So I, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't. This was like what, 10, 10 years ago, probably. Jesus, I don't so know. I had, so I was going to college at the time, and I had some old fucking, you know, textbooks that I wasn't using anymore. I was like, I got these workbooks. If you want to use that for TP. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe's like, listen, I I already used my socks and my underwear, and I need more. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, bring it in. Uh-huh. <laughs> so so I bring him the book. A few minutes pass. He comes in. He goes, man. That was fucking horrible. Um, he's like my he's like my socks and underwear. I couldn't flush them. They're just full of shit in the trash can in there. I put them in the garbage. <laughs> and he still had to turn the key in after all that. <clears throat> what options did you try before you went to your clothing? That's all I had. There was nothing in the bathroom. <sighs> yeah, yeah. The workbooks were the backup. I, I can't imagine how that ripped your ass. <laughs> There's no door on the fucking thing. I'm gotta take a shit. I just take a shit. And that's the only thing. I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to whatever. You know, whatever. It, it is what it is. 
Uh, and then I needed the workbook. And what subject? God help you if you ever have to wipe your ass with a workbook. I, 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 maybe some people right now are wiping their ass with a workbook. Yeah, yeah. With the with the TP shortage, it's possible. Using all the Flash comics and shit for that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there was also no water in the bowl, and I thought it wouldn't flush. I ended up flushing it, and it went down. But then my shitty socks were in a fucking wastebasket in the doorless <laughs> bathroom in the gas station. And, and when you got out to wash your hands, there was a fucking clown standing there putting on makeup. <laughs> Unbelievably so. Oh god, it crossed over. Yeah. <laughs> Was that you, Rudy? <laughs> we are now in the MDU. Uh, yeah, we've arrived. Oh fuck, I don't not want to be in this universe. This, that does not sound fun. <laughs> so that's the story. Uh, on a side note, Rudy, have you uh ever put makeup on in a bathroom like that? Yeah. <laughs> I say, I feel like that was a rhetorical question. So he doesn't take a shit and wipe his ass with his socks or a workbook. He just puts his makeup on. And he comes out fucking high-stepping to, to these fucking guys at the gas station dressed like a clown. Who, who are out there like, this place hasn't been the same since all those clowns moved in. <laughs> and you know what? That's that was that's the first time in the movie that you hear yeah. them refer to him as like a a group. As a race. It's the first. It, it, the town was so much better before the clowns came. Yeah, which I thought was just like them like talking shit at first, and then like the next scene happened, and I was like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> He gets in his car and he go and he pulls up to um, <laughs> this birthday party, and he's fucking hitting a flask before he goes in. Oh yeah, and he pulls up and the dad's like, "Where the fuck were you?" He's like, "You're late." Yeah, yeah. Oh my. And he's like, "Don't." He, he like grabs this dude by the fucking collar and he's like, he's like smacks him around a little bit. He keeps smacking him in the face every time he says something. He's like, he's like, first of all, don't fucking like Bobcat being a tough guy is just silly. Right, especially with clown makeup on, like the whole regalia. I think it's because this dad is this dad is to fucking push over that this like out of shape drunk is able to fucking just push him around. <laughs> also, however, on one hand, though, if a man in a clown costume who smells like booze grabs me by the shirt, my first instinct is to freeze. Okay, I, I don't know what the fuck to do at that point. Yeah, Shakes has nothing to lose, man. No. Do you think he's friends with Putta the clown? From Uncle Buck? He might be. I'm Puta the Clown. Put it there. Away. <laughs> you know, the guy that drives the fucking mouse? They definitely run in the same circles. I, I could see that guy working for Mr. Cheese, for sure. <laughs> get in your mouse and get out of here. <laughs> so, he, so, so he goes to this birthday party, and then he just turns it on. He's like Ozzy Osbourne, you know, because he's like, uh, and then he starts fucking, hey! the silence uh, 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 Sharon well then he's doing fucking somersaults off the goddamn balcony and landing on the ground handing out balloons doing handstands eating cake okay is he Hancock is this what this is he's like a superhero but he's just a <laughs> bum no man that's just the power of clown man yeah, you never seen Rudy do a somersault off the ground and land on a second story balcony not yet no I want to see it you gotta come out to see a show man that's <laughs> that's that's where I learned it from doing a fucking uh, triple Lindy off the ground put it that way <laughs> <laughs> I have I, I if not currently have I have had every magic prop he used in his show are you serious like that ball thing that he makes disappear and all that shit yep that that exact one too oh man with that joker face on it i don't i'm watching it and i'm like i have it have it i'm doing maurice <laughs> from little monsters need it need it have it have it have it need it need it. <laughs> got him got him need him got him, got him. <laughs> did you uh did you learn that trick from michael kane with a series of hooks <laughs> 
that prestige. So he's doing his act, and then we go to this, my favorite location in the film, honestly, the fucking clown bar. Yep. Yeah, the, the knotted balloon, is that what this is called? Uh, the twisted balloon. Yeah. Uh, the balloon knot, that's my favorite place to go. <laughs> the balloon, that's the other place down the street, that's the fucking leather bar. At the end of the day, I'd like to slide into the balloon knot, you know? <laughs> it's like a fucking clown speakeasy, it's the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Um, especially the people there are amazing. Yeah, that's the that's the clown hangout, man. What, who do we who? What's the lineup here? We got Adam Sandler. We got Adam Sandler. Blake Clark. Yep. And LaWanda Page. Yeah, Blake Clark. I was so shocked to see him. I love that he was in this movie. Yeah, he's fucking funny as hell. And he is he is stenchy. If I and <laughs> yes yes. Colin Quinn was asked to be stenchy. And he turned it down because he didn't want to wear a dress. Wow. Oh, whatever. Well, he, he fucking missed out, man. Right? That was that was the, the line that he drew. But he was a clown. Can you imagine where his career would be if he had just said, I'll do it? <laughs> he'd be saying he'd be in Joe Dirt, man. <laughs> he'd be a voice of Slinky Dog. He could have been in Boy Meets World. <laughs> right? <laughs> he could have worked with Vader. We, we also have LaWanda Lo- Page in this, and she's fucking hilarious. Every line out of her mouth is a classic. She's so good. She's got that fucking peanut butter pussy, man. <laughs> yep. Man, that's that's a phrase you never you don't forget too easily. No, no. Nope. No, I, I will never forget. And wait, what was what was the follow-up for? Why was it called that? It's smooth and easy to spread. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not that chunky shit. Um and, oh I don't you pass on the chunky shit, dude. Uh, that's 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 what Florence had, unfortunately. Also, I think the only other, unfortunately, the only other thing I've seen LaWanda Page in is "Don't Be a Menace" because she's old school's mother. Oh right, yeah, yeah. And she's like, you're gonna be walking around with three shoes, two on your feet, and one in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> she's a fucking trip in this, dude. You also get the two other female leads in this film, Cat. Griffin. Oh, you know, it took me about half the film to finally just look at her and go, oh, because I didn't look at the cast. I, I was looking at him like, oh, yeah. Holy shit. Is that who I think it is? Does anybody know if she's had any, like, work done? I, I mean, you got to think this is 91. Yeah. So this came out 30 fucking years ago. I know, but I'm not trying to be an asshole, but like. Listen, I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> No, just Wait, asking. are you are you are you seriously asking if she had any work no, done? No, I'm seriously asking if she had like work done. And not even like now, but like a little bit after this. She's had work done her whole career, I think. Yeah. Like she I think there was a pretty much like a kind of a joke for a while. It's like, Kathy Griffin, stop touching your fucking face. Like mm. Yeah, because like I'm looking at her and I'm like, that is Kathy Griffin, right? Oh yeah. And I'm like, wait. Yeah, and that's why I was saying it took me half the yeah. film to recognize her because now she has an entirely different appearance. Yeah, she looks completely different. I think it's the voice that does it for me. No, sure, yeah. sure. She's fu- she's funny in this for sure. And then uh, you have Shakes' girlfriend, Julie Brown. Oh, my God. Uh, she's also great in this. She's fucking so fucking funny, dude. Here's the thing, though, that's funny to me. It's like you have this clown bar and they work in it, and Kathy Griffin wants to be a professional cook. <laughs> And Julie Brown wants to be a professional bowler. And they, this, these are the conversations they have on the side. But it also sounds like being a professional bowler for this woman is, like, attainable, and she's good, and she knows about bowling? Hey, man, she's got all those bowling pin fucking memorabilia in her apartment. Well, yeah, that's, listen, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, baby, for sure. It pays off in spades. Yeah. that That's how great of a, of a script this was. <laughs> yeah. 
I I totally agree. They knew so far in advance what was going to happen and how it was going to play out. So this was, it was Chekhov's bowling ball? Yeah. Because <laughs> when they first introduced it, I'm like, okay, this is just some weird character quirk for her character. And yeah. No. <laughs> so they're all, so all these clowns in in the twisted balloon are watching this clown show that uh Rudy had mentioned in the in the plot crunch what is it called like sh- uh, magic time or some shit oh um yeah that would make sense if i had written that down peppy the clown is the guy showtime whatever anyway it's this clown show this singular clown show where i guess like where he fucks a dog apparently they they all want to be on this show right and like they're all in the they're all in the running or something to be the host. Every clown. <laughs> Every clown is in the host. Like once one like gets fired or retires or whatever. Is it? Is this like a, a late night show fucking joke about how like Jay Leno came in and stole a job from Letterman from Carson? It could be, oh. right? You think so? I mean, you got to think about the time period. Wasn't that late eighties, early nineties that all that went down? Yeah. And if it is, if it is Bobcat, like you know, satirizing the you know the industry of like comedians and comedy. I mean, yeah, there's a good chance it might be. I mean, especially if you think. I mean, I haven't researched this at all, but just now actually putting that together in my brain it's like i think generally speaking people don't th- like comedians don't think jay leno's that funny um, i don't yeah <laughs> i mean i don't but i'm i don't know i know a lot of people like the guy I, i'm not a fan sure i mean that's fine i mean it very well could be because there's another parallel i'm going to draw as soon as we introduce the character but they're watching this show and on the show is uncle peppy he is the clown <laughs> and this is his last show is sydney lassick by the way the guy the fucking I know him as the pet shop owner who, like, throws fucking dead dogs down the sewer and alligator. <laughs> and he's got this little dog on his show, and he's like, he's like, I, my name's Peppy the Clown, and, and I'm sorry, but we're not go- I'm not going to be able to host anymore because there's a new clown in town. Sorry, kids. And without missing a fucking beat, <laughs> LaWanda Page... <laughs> Yeah, he's all happy and shit, smiling now. As soon as those cameras are off, he's fucking that dog. (laughs) And it's a poodle. I just did it. I I don't know. It's Floosums. It was Floosums. You know, he he was going to fuck that dog, and then uh, Poop and Platts came in and rescued it, and we know what happened after that. Oh, there you go. What a poor fate, man. He's got it worse than Cybo, man, huh? Oh. Yeah, it turns into a goddamn werewolf and gets blown up by by a fucking psychic. Yeah, gets, <laughs> fu- gets fucked by a clown, rescued by Phyllis Diller, and then eats some zombie child brains and turns into fucking, turns into a monster. <laughs> I, I hate all of this. <laughs> <laughs> At least he didn't get fucked by Tom Everett Scott. Then he'd be dead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, that fucking movie and that fucking scene. <laughs> but like you guys are talking about, it's almost like a competition between the clowns. Who's going to find out? Who's going to be the new host? Yes, yes, right. And like we were kind of alluding to. Well, yeah, at this point, Shakes thinks he is in. Yeah, <laughs> like that's why I'm saying. Is, is he Letterman? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Shakes thinks, Shakes is ready to take it over. Is, is that how that all shook out? Yeah, yeah, Carson, he, he, he fucking groomed me for years. Why wouldn't I get the job? Uh, he just They just gave it to Jay Leno. What? Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. I guess maybe it is, yeah. It could be. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing here. I didn't research this at all. No, I, di- I didn't really delve into that too much, but I did know about the, the, the parallels that he was trying to draw about the, the um the politics of, of the comedy scene, yeah. Because like we were saying... Uh, Binky gets it, a.k.a. Tom Kenny. Who's not funny at all, 
in a traditional way. The best character in this fucking movie. Uh, whose face was based off of John Wayne Gacy. Was it really? If uh, I read somewhere. Oh, yeah. Now that you mention it. Dare I say even scarier because his clown makeup is... Very pointy and angular, which is yeah. not something I ever see in clowns. Like, usually it's very rounded and kind mm-hmm. of, uh, it's, they do, it's very exaggerated. And his is minimalist, and his lips have, like, points at the end that go down. He has, like, a diamond on his nose. Like, he is one of the most interesting-looking villainous clowns I've ever seen, because his, his design is so unique. Um, he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> right out of the gate, he's doing, he's doing his voices and shit, you know. Yeah, and he is not good. <laughs> You don't think he's funny? Well, like, I think that was that was the thing. Like, his persona in that, he, when when uh, his lackeys are laughing at him, he gets mad because he thinks that they're laughing at him and not with him. Like, oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a really weird dynamic of Binky. Right, I'm sorry, yes. The, yeah, he, ma- he makes them stand up. He's like, move your hands, <laughs> yeah. move your hands. Punches him in the dick. <laughs> um, There's a weird thing, too, where he's like, no, 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 you don't take the pretzel. I give you the pretzel. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I was so creeped out, but I was also enjoying the shit out of it because, like, he slowly reaches over and sticks this pretzel in one of his lackeys' mouths. Um, he says, "This is the body of Binky." The body of Binky. But also, after that, there's a shot of him eating pretzels, and it's super fucking creepy for some reason because it just holds it. <laughs> While he just stares into the void and just reaches one hand and throws a pretzel in his mouth and does that over and over again. I'm like, why are we hanging on this? To Rudy's point real quick, yes. Uh, as far as his character in the movie goes, yeah, he's like a literally unfunny clown. Um, and everybody hates him. And they're like, why the fuck is he getting the job? He's fucking stupid. Like, he's got sh- he's got shit jokes. Um, his timing's awful. And he's just not funny, right? He he also, which it does come up again later in the film, he constantly is hitting on uh, Judy, which is uh, Julie Brown's character. Yes. She says, blow me in, tells him to go buzz off, this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> yeah. And the the only other thing that's kind of important for this, this scene before Shakes makes his appearance is that uh, Kathy Griffin is telling Julie Brown Brown, like, hey, you gotta dump this fucking guy. Like, he said he was helping a sick friend. Like, what are you, stupid? Yeah. Yeah. He's a fucking alcoholic. Or he's a fucking drunk. <laughs> and and, and uh, Judy goes, oh, he's not a dwunk. He's an alcoholic. Oh, that, her voice. I, I love that voice. I was doing an impression. Also, Kathy Griffin's character says something like, she's like, yeah, get, yeah dump this guy. A bad clown will fuck you up for life. I'm like, okay, what, <laughs> what reality does this movie reside in? Like, <laughs> Oh, listen, like, you guys don't have clown crushes. Well, that got real quiet. <laughs> you know, I can confidently say that I don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I can name, like, one clown, and their name is Rudy Real. <laughs> Dude, yeah. my first ever crush, my first ever crush was Rainbow the Clown uh, that did shows at a, uh, uh, like... Not not kindergarten, but like a daycare that my mom used to work at. Oh, yep. That was your inspiration? No, that was my first erection. <laughs> Rudy, are, oh my, Rudy, do you fuck your balloons? Um, so has a so then after this scene, there's a. <laughs> do you have it? Do you have an angina balloon? Lunars? Oh my god! There's listen. All right. So this is a, officially the end of my kids' shows. I'm never getting booked for another party after this. <laughs> <laughs> Just like shakes. Oh, I forgot. We got to keep it clean. Don't tell anybody you're here. 
Well, so as of right now, I have I do kid shows and I do adult shows. The adult shows are just like the kid shows. I just don't wear pants. Oh, um, okay. But uh, it's a lot harder to hide the doves that way. <laughs> I don't work with the white ones like the rest of the guys. Mine are uh, just spread your cheeks and they fly out. <laughs> Want to see me pull a rabbit out of my ass? Oh, what? <laughs> you turn around, you look, you're like, uh, all right, the uh, doves are coming out. I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> Quick, somebody punch me in the stomach. <laughs> and I just drop out two dead doves from my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to do that. It's part of the act, guys. They're fake. <laughs> wink, wink. Oh, my God. <laughs> they're, they're cooked pigeons. They fall out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> they overheated in there. <laughs> I cooked them. They come out like little uh, guinea hens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just serve them up on a platter. Put that on your plate. Oh, man. Oh, yum. Uh, while we wait for for uh, Shakes to show up to the bar, we uh, we are officially introduced to Adam Sandler's character and Blake Clark. Yes. Um, Sandler's got a pretty, you know, standard clown outfit on, but like we were talking about earlier, Blake's got this, uh, like, kind of female... Uh, what would you even refer to this as? Like the the female clown or something? Kind of like the... Uh... He's just in a dress. You know what? It's it's not even that because he's not feminine in any way whatsoever. It it's To me, it's like a bearded lady kind of well, gimmick. Sure. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, he's chomping on a fucking cigar and he's got like this bad wig on. I mean, they all have bad wigs, but his is like... He looks like fucking Dolly Parton, man. <laughs> and they introduced this kind of joke with Adam Sandler's character where uh, he can't talk to women. And he's like, yeah, I talk to women all the time. And he's like, yeah, what, your mother? He's like, she's a nice lady. What's wrong with that? <laughs> and he's like, go talk to uh, he's like, go talk to Kathy Griffin. Go ask her out. He's, he's like, oh, yeah, I could do it. And he goes up there. This is so good. He, he is literally just standing there, like, mumbling and pantomiming while they're having a conversation. <laughs> yeah, to make it look like he's talking because he's 100% going to try to pass that off that he was engaged in the conversation. It, it really makes you feel for him. Yeah, yeah, it does a little bit. Again, just a great movie. The The characters are, you feel for them. I feel like this is how most women react to Adam Sandler when he comes up to them. <laughs> well, well, definitely in 91. Yeah, yeah, well, maybe, even now, maybe. So he goes and he sits back down. He's like, yeah, see, I did it. You know, uh, I told her the time, and, you know, tomorrow I'm going to ask her what day it is, and then, you know, hook, line, and sinker. You work slow. Yeah, the long game. Yeah. <laughs> and then fucking Blake turns to the waitress. He's like, hey, waitress, what time is it? She's like, 7.30, handsome. He's like, hey. All right. All right. <laughs> The clown is going to get some fucking pussy tonight, boys, because that's all we're talking about. We got to get famous to get pussy. And then Shakes crashes through the fucking door. Oh, yeah. He is the life of the party. Everybody loves Shakes. More like everyone rolls their eyes when Shakes walks in the room. Listen, they do the same thing for me, but I have to say I'm the life of the party and that people like when I'm there. (laughs) He seems pretty revered. I think everybody kind of likes him. Oh, yeah, sure. I think they're just sick of him being drunk all the time. That too, but they hate him because he's dating Judy. Right, Every, everyone wants Judy because, yeah, because he's getting pussy. <laughs> he's, that clown's fucking, and I want to fuck too. Bobcat shows up, and he's like, he's like, he's like, hey, Judy, I, uh, how, how are you doing? Uh, how's everything? And she's like, oh, you, you know, where were you last night? He's like, I told you, I was helping a sick friend. And she's like, oh, yeah, who? And he's like, uh, Pete. And she's like, Pete. 
And he's like, yeah, he had um, angina. And he's like, a what? Your Pete has a vagina? <laughs> she goes, I know you're lying. <laughs> Pete's a man. She's like, I see lipstick on your tie. Doesn't she say something also like, the only angina you should want is mine or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, I got, he's like, it's not lipstick, it's blood on my tie because he has angina attack. Uh. Well, then he sits down with his buddies and uh, he's like, yeah, you know, I heard Peppy's retiring, and Peppy comes out. <laughs> he comes to the bar. The guy looks so defeated. Oh, yeah. And Shakes is like, I guess he doesn't know what, like, how it went down. Yeah, he wasn't there. And he's like, hey, Peppy, how you doing? And he's like, why don't you go fuck yourself, Shakes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's like, oh, I thought he retired. And he's like, nah, man, he got fired. Straight up. Doesn't want his, it hurts his fucking image, so he so he says he's retired. I just like that he's also in like pajamas or something. Like he's very clearly dressed down, as opposed to like being dressed up as a clown. But he still has clown makeup on, <laughs> in like a Hawaiian shirt. I know it's so good. It's that life, man. <laughs> it's that life. Clowny clown clown. Well, then Shakes is like, oh, okay. He's you know after he leaves, he's like he says to Sandler and Blake, he's like. All right, yeah. He's like, I'm next in line. He's like, I can't wait till they announce it. Like, ah, Binky got the job, and he's like, that lump of shit. <laughs> he's like, he's fucking. He he. That guy can't even throw a fucking pie straight. Well, yeah, and then of course, as he's saying this, Binky and his two fucking goons walk up. What what are these goons' names? Ho ho and and what? <laughs> oh, I wait. I knew this. More specifically, who are these actors? They seem familiar, but I didn't look them up. Ho ho and Boots. Yes. And the actors are uh, Paul Kozlowski and Dan Spencer. And I'm assuming they're some of those comedians from the early '90s that I don't recognize. They gotta be. Yeah, I don't know those names at all. But these guys are a fucking trip. They are like the ultimate henchmen. Oh yeah. And one of them's got a cyst. <laughs> They know their boss sucks, and they just, they, they fucking do whatever he says anyway. Oh, yeah, man, these are fucking bebop and rock steady for sure. <laughs> In clown makeup, mind you. In, yeah, with wigs. Well, actually, I think bebop was a clown one time. No, he was an Easter bunny. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. He he was kind of treated like a clown repeatedly on that show, so. <laughs> boys, uh, am I doing it right, boys? Oh, my God. The titles. <laughs> the... Now, I don't remember what happens here other than that they basically gloat and leave. And then Shakes basically, uh, the bar starts clearing out. So he chases after Judy like, oh. hey, hey, you know, uh, we, we can work this out. Yeah, uh, just real quick. They like Binky and, and his henchmen have an exchange with Shakes about Binky getting the show. And Shakes is about to, like, kick his ass, but he's, like, hiding behind both henchmen at the same time, like, in succession. Oh, right, yeah. And then... Yeah, he, like, puts them in front of him, right? Yeah, and, like, they, they're all bad at telling jokes, and he's like, he's like, yeah, well, you you know what show you're gonna be on? The, 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 the diarrhea not funny club show, and Bobcat <laughs> just does a pregnant pause and he's like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> and then they run out of the fucking bar yeah and then i'm sorry and then <laughs> and then shakes goes after judy yeah and she basically reiterates what she said before but more firmly and then this is where shakes breaks out that move that rudy has been known to do in his shows <laughs> with the uh you know the triple lindy off the ground onto a balcony he's taking tips from rodney isn't he yeah that's what I'm saying, and you're, you're picking up what I'm putting down there, Joe. Yeah, man, and that's what I was saying before. He's like fucking Hancock. He's just like a bum clown, 
that has superpowers. He does kind of daredevil in and out of scenes sometimes. Like, he's constantly, like, a side flip into frame. I laughed out loud every time because it, like, shows up for a second and is completely, like, ignored. Like, nobody even notices. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's normal. Wow, shakes are awfully agile. Anyway. For a drunk. The more he drinks, the better he is at... It- at, like, acrobatics. Yeah, the alcohol gives him his powers. Imagine that. Yeah, he's, like, fucking... He's like Daniel Baldwin, dude. <laughs> the more he drinks, the better he is. The, you know, the stronger... He's, like, fucking... It's, like, this Popeye spinach. Yeah, I mean, the only difference there is the more Daniel Baldwin drinks, the better driver he is. And Shakes, you know, he just crashes every time. This is true. But he's a better clown when he's drunk. Well, there can only be one. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I want to see that movie. They have to cut it... One of them has to cut off his head. The Highlander in Clown... In the Clowniverse. <laughs> Shakes the Clown versus Daniel Baldwin, Endgame. Oh, man. <laughs> well, that too. But but I like what Rudy's saying. You just you have Adam Sandler there crying with a fucking sword in his hand. I don't want to do the shakes. Don't make me do it. It's the quickening he's got Yeah. Every time you cut off a clown's uh, head, your face paint gets brighter. <laughs> <laughs> gets more elaborate. Yeah, you're... Yes. <laughs> Curly, uh, like curly cues coming off of stuff. Your, your hair grows and goes in different colors. Your shoes get bigger. <laughs> You get more spots on your on your pants. He's an S-class clown. He's got a rainbow wig on. <laughs> S-class clown. So, so yeah, he jumps up there and he grabs like a flower and he hops back down and he says, yeah, Judy, he's like, can't we work this out? And she's like, she's like, you're still an alcoholic. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm cutting back. And she's like, it's done. It's over. And he's like, He's like, okay, fine, it's over, whatever you say. <laughs> I don't love you anymore, she says. And he's like, you don't care about me anymore. Right, yeah, and then he, he jumps in tra- he jumps into oncoming traffic and gets hit by a fucking milk truck. <laughs> the milkman. Yeah. And, and Judy runs over, she's like, oh my god, are you okay? And he's like, you do care about me. And she's like, fuck you, asshole. And she walks away. That's, that's a great way to find out, though. Uh, I guess. And then the milkman offers her various dairy products. In sexual innuendo. In sexual innuendo. Windows and what the fuck does she she's like she's like shut the fuck up you stupid fucking rat turd I was like hey no leave me alone milkman scum I love it oh that's right yeah and then he turns the bobcat and starts whacking him he's like you son of a bitch <laughs> he's like you fucking clown and he kicks him but he's like he's like hey baby you want some uh heavy cream how about some half and half uh, i want the uh the spinoff in this movie where we see the uh the milkman culture hey man 12 milkmans is possible but 13 is just silly oh my god freaks or freaked yep <laughs> i'm glad somebody grabbed that oh my that. god yeah what would it be you'd have like the different subsections would be like you'd have regular milk and then you'd have like you know regular one percent two percent whole skim and then you'd have like the almond milk people and the coconut milk people Oh, yeah. The lactose intolerant ones. Yeah, lactate ultra, baby. Fuck, now I kind of want to see it. It'd be all out war. Coconut milk, cashew milk. And that that milkman is Joel Murray. Oh, is it now? Yeah. And he is also in, uh, he's in a bunch of other um, Bobcat stuff, and he's the main character in God Bless America. Ah. Yeah, he's the the guy that the girl goes with. What is the plot of God Bless America real fast? Because I feel like I know this movie, but feel like I don't know this movie. Guy gets tired of all the wrong people getting the good stuff in the world, and this was was around the time with... uh, the the girl got went viral on YouTube because her parents bought her a car, but it was the wrong color. Um, and when the the one really bad singer on America's Got Talent went really far, even though he was terrible. Oh, Sanjaya. Yeah, that was American Idol. Yeah, that'll make my fucking blood boil. Still does. Yeah, those were the those were the W years. Yeah, and I, I think 
within like the first five, five to ten minutes of that, uh, Joel Murray shotgun blasts a baby. What? Okay, this is the movie I was thinking of. This is the movie that Uwe Boll thought he was making when he made Postal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, I'm going to be honest. When when I heard about God Bless America, the I, I forget who told me, but somebody said, yeah, in the first couple of minutes, the main character shoots a baby with a shotgun. And that was all I needed to hear to want to check this movie out. Yeah, it's it it is a definitely a, go check it out. It's fucking weird. I I think the only other like Bobcat starring role movie that I've seen is the one where he's talking to the horse. What the fuck is it called? Oh, Hot to Trot. He is the horse. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm watching that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> With with John Goodman. Well, there you go. Not John Candy. <laughs> <laughs> We're swapping them out, man. This is the MDU here. So Shakes, he goes back into the bar, and uh, he's sitting there with Sandler and Blake, and he's crying, and he's he's you know drinking everything in sight. And they're like, all right, well, uh, we're going to go home now. Make sure you're not late for that gig tomorrow because uh, you're really going to fuck us over if you do. And he's like, no, I'm going to be there on time. And they have this great gag where fucking Blake and Sandler go outside and this literal clown car fucking pulls up. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. It's got like fucking 12 people in it. And he's like, oh, the old fucking dot car. See you later. Get home safe, you fuck. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I got to take a piss. I just love that it's presented as a thing that just drives around town as if it's normal. Oh, all the clown cars are like spotted and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like even if it's just like a Chevy, it's just painted like orange with black spots on it. Blake Clark's car is like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, like uh, Bobcat, his isn't, but he has like the most stereotypical looking clown car you can think of. Yeah, it's like a bug or some shit. So, so of course, because Bobcat is distraught, uh, cut to the next morning, and his phone is just ringing with the sun fucking glaring on his face. Yeah. He looks so hungover. L- yeah, l- looking again like you can smell him. Mm-hmm. He's just constantly coughing and have his fucking his head hung low and just, like, shuffling. I'm like, ugh, stop it. You look painful. There's so many scenes of just, like, th- vomit and or spit coming out of <laughs> his mouth in this film. It's it's very Rick from Rick and Morty. <laughs> Yeah, Dad, there you go. Yeah, minus the science. Is that their little? Is that their little homage right there? <laughs> that shakes the clown. Yeah, it's just just total drunk. I really love Back to the Future and shakes the clown, and that's and that was what happened. <laughs> that was the antithesis. <laughs> that was the yeah, exactly. I defy you to name a better duo, Marty and Doc. Marty and Doc. No, no, just no. gonna go right there. That's the most low hanging fruit I can think of. <laughs> that's too easy. Um. BJ and the Bear? Spy Kids. Smokey and the Bandit? Did you say Spy Kids? Spy <laughs> <laughs> The two kids. Mario and Luigi? I don't know. Oh, yeah, come on. Anything's <laughs> possible, Mari. Just gotta believe. <laughs> <laughs> that music should be playing throughout this fucking film. That should film. be on everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Especially when they're fucking beaten up. Well, we'll get to it. Yeah, you, you hear that music playing in the background as he answers the phone, and, and it's fucking Bob Clark like, what the fuck, Shakes? You really screwed us. We've been waiting two hours. Where are you? The plumbing's all fucked up. He's like, ah, fuck. And then we cut to, like, yeah, he gets, like, ready and he's like and he leaves and then we like cut to <laughs> we meet these cops these cops dude they're playing Candyland the whole time <laughs> 
I love how Bobcat wanted to make a commentary on, like, stand-up comedy and comedy as a whole, and he just was like, you know what? We're also going to have a commentary on bad cops and movies. Yeah, yeah also, fuck detectives. <laughs> yeah, right? Because these two cops, you have, like, one guy who's, like, kind of like your regular guy, for lack of a better term, cop, but he's, like, a ball buster, and you have the other guy who is just, like, chain-smoking, like, heart attack is happening any moment, can't be wrong, cop. Yeah, what, what are you having for lunch? That's what you're having for lunch? Yeah, the pastrami. I love the subplot of him nearly having a heart attack every time we see him. It's like Fanducci light. Every time this guy opens his mouth, he says something asinine, and then his partner calls him out on it, and he has a fit. This fucking bit, dude, where where he's like, I'm I'm smart. I'm, I'm, I'm intellectually superior to you. And he's like, oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know everything. And he's like, yeah, Ask me something. And he goes, okay, okay, fine. What's a Shondell? And he goes, what the fuck is a Shondell? He's like, you know, Tommy Tommy James and the Shondells, man. Crimson and Clover. I, I think we're alone now. And he's like, yeah, I know who the fuck Tommy James and the Shondells are. <laughs> he's like, he's like, so what's a Shondell? He's like, he's like, you're trying to confuse me. <laughs> he's like, you just can't answer the question. Brainiac? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't have to answer that question because it's nonsensical. And he's like, because you don't fucking know. Just admit it. They're about to come to blows, and then they just, like, look at the watch, and they're like, oh, lunchtime. <sighs> Full fucking stop. They break it out. And then out comes the salad and the fucking pastrami because it's kosher. Yeah, because there's, like, this running through line with these two about, yeah, Mr. Heart Attack's blood pressure being too high, and he pulls out a fucking pastrami, and his partner just starts busting his balls again. <laughs> and then here comes Bobcat sucking on a bottle. Man, that's a common theme to this movie, drinking and driving. <laughs> Every time. Hey, it was the 90s. They're like, just see that hair? Freak show. And they fucking take off. <laughs> they put the fucking light on top of the thing. That's that's profiling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the clown profiling. Did you feel like your people were being slighted in this film at all? <laughs> so wait, hold on. There is, <laughs> there is uh, two designs that I've been wanting to make for the longest time. And uh, I'm going to pull the trigger on them this uh, this summer. So I'll make sure you guys get get a copy of the stickers or shirts or whatever I end up doing with it. And one is going to be uh, a female mimes face. And it's going to say, I like or I heart white chicks. And then I'm going to get a very like motley colored, like blue eyes and red lips and green nose and have it say, I heart colored chicks. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, so I'm going to get those made, and I'll send you guys those. You got you to take pictures of you guys wearing the I Heart Colored Chicks shirt out in public. Um, Thank you so much. I will do that. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I will take a picture of me wearing it, but maybe not post it on social media. Not wear it outside. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Fuck it. Gamble. Roll the fucking dice. Maybe if I get out of my goddamn house anytime soon. <sighs> yeah, me too. So he, so he's driving drunk, and then like he gets pulled over. No, he he, he almost hits some ducks, and he stops for the ducks when <laughs> they can cross the road. That was a good like slapstick gag. I really like that. They, they run up and say something about that. Like you better pray that waterfowl is safe. Yeah. <laughs> well, then they bring him into the station, and the and the fucking pain in the ass cops like. Yeah, yeah, we really need to, you know, book this guy. He's like, he turned my goddamn uh, inhaler into a balloon animal. Dude, (laughs) we cut right to the police station and fucking Brutus Beefcake is getting pulled into the fucking cop station. And then later you look in the background and the cop's just pointing a pistol at his head. Right? (laughs) He's pointing it right at the dude's face. I was going to say, when they arrest Shakes, too, like, the gun comes right out. Like, what the fuck? I was like, dude, he was just driving drunk. You don't have to shoot him. They don't even know he's drunk yet. What was Rudy just talking about? Listen, 
he he knew he knew the path that uh, that the boys in blue were going on at just at the sign of a colored person. The gun is out immediately. <laughs> The sign of a clown. The gun comes out. Goddamn clowns. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that the PC way to say it? (laughs) A clown? Maybe in this universe. It's good to know the show that will get us canceled. (laughs) (laughs) We should have done this live. But they bring him in, and and Shakes Shakes has his... his lawyer slash manager, Mr. Cheese, played by Paul Dooley. Paul Dooley's back on the show, dude. All the way back from fucking Monster in the Closet. He got pulled through that fucking closet and landed in Clown World. <laughs> and lo- and lost like, six, like I don't know, how many years off his life? <laughs> he got pulled through that closet and fucking dumped right in Palooka. And then became a fucking clown. The only one without makeup on. Yeah. Well, he's like the manager. That's because true clown is on the inside, guys. He does a card trick for them. Oh, yeah, he pulled... He produces the business card <laughs> like a magician. <laughs> like magically. He's like, I have ascended before. I no longer have to blend into clown society. <laughs> is Mr. Cheese, if you know, Connor, you just said he ascended. Is he like the wizard's fucking lawyer? Do, do they go to him when they get in trouble? <laughs> of course. Call Mr. Cheese. We got to get it. We got to break out Chernetsky again. He drops down. He drops down from the ceiling with marionettes. Uh, wires like killer clowns from outer space <laughs> and bails you out of jail oh man now you're talking fucking charnetsky looks up from the cell <laughs> i love that idea his fucking head's bobbing around and he's like i'm mr cheese and you here's my card <laughs> charnetsky's like mr cheese uh is that just a name or do you have a sandwich ready for me <laughs> Listen, I've been sitting in this fucking holding cell for like six hours, man. Tell me you got a goddamn cheese sandwich in your pocket. <laughs> no, but I got a bucket of chunky chicken in the car. Charnetsky just about grabs him by the throat, just like, where is it? No, he puts the fucking chunky chicken like right outside the bars of the fucking cell and he just eats his way through. <laughs> Pull, pulls a turkey leg out of his fucking pants. <laughs> He picks the lock, he like bites a fucking bone in half. Yeah, yeah. I'm busting out of here. Yeah, Paul Dooley walks in, he's like, all right, you're free, and he's in the middle of like fucking breaking open the cell. <laughs> Mr. Cheese. Owen Cheese. So he brings Shakes home, and uh, he's like, listen, Shakes, uh, if you keep fucking up like this one more time, if you drink one more time on the job, you're shit canned. You got it? And Shakes is like, uh... Yeah, boss. He's all, I'm only doing this for you because I respected your father, Lippy. <laughs> Who got sat on by a fucking elephant. <laughs> His dad was crushed. Yeah. That'll really fuck with your brain. In front of him. Well, that's what you get for working with circus animals. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so he leaves and he's and he's hanging out at, he, you know, we're back at the Twisted Balloon and he's hanging out with fucking Adam Sandler. and. Uh... Well, he, well, no, he gets picked up from the station like i guess mr cheese just comes to break him out yeah well not break him out he get he makes bail and they and they right. pick him up yeah and and then they're like giving him a hard time they're like hey you know you gotta stop drinking you're gonna get us all in trouble you fucked us on this gig and shake somehow convinces <laughs> them while they're driving like hey you know hey, i'm not that bad come on live a little oh yeah yeah here's a beer you want a beer a drink He's like, you've never had a sober day since we met you, Shakes. And he's like, that's not true. I was in a coma <laughs> for a month. <laughs> well, then, then they're fucking driving around with the road sodas. Oh, man. And to this fucking Me and the Boys song, this montage. <laughs> Just me and the boys. Just me and the boys. It's like some Beach Boys fucking shit. Yeah. And we get Adam Sandler's fucking uh, patented howl. Here. Oh, he he is sandlering out this entire sequence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he is. 
boobies. Was he doing the thing with the hands too? Why do I, why do I remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah. He he looked drunker than everybody else. Like he's fucking jazzing around or some shit. Do you think Bobcat like was literally like handing bottles of beer around like, eh, it'll make it more realistic. Fuck it. I'm going to say yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, yeah, more than likely. So they're fucking cruising around. They go to this <laughs> clown, like, costume shop, and this little Jewish man is outside. He's like, you're never going to be able to afford this fucking suit, you fucking bum. You're all bums. You haven't worked enough birthday parties to ever think about affording this suit. Get out of here. <laughs> Just like clown, like fancy clown shoes. It's such a weird scene. It is. It's so strange. So then, so then they're driving around still, and then they run into some fucking mimes in the mime season. And he's like, "Fucking clowns!" <laughs> he goes, Adam Sandler goes, "You silent motherfuckers!" <laughs> and they go and they beat the shit out of him. I love how much the mimes are talking throughout the scene. The whole movie. I took it as like they're so stricken with fear that the act is broken and they have to suddenly, you know, communicate. <laughs> with their voices oh yeah it turns into clockwork orange for like two seconds and they're like the fucking droogies <laughs> and they're gonna fight billy boy and his fucking scumbags a little bit of ultra violence <laughs> yeah oh a little bit of fucking ultra clowning around dude because <laughs> they're smacking the shit out of these fucking guys dude bobcat puts like a trash can or a cardboard box over the one guy oh he puts a box over the guy's head he's like yeah, yeah. cut it out of this box and then he pushes them <laughs> like pushes them down a hill that was good that was real good so yeah then then they go back to the bar yeah they convince him to stop drinking or else he's going to lose his job. And he's like, I could do it. And he's like, I don't think so. How about this? We're going to come with you on your job tomorrow to make sure that you're not drinking. And he's like, okay. And then we have this ugly fucking withdrawal scene. <laughs> so fast. Slam. Yeah. Slam. Slam cut to him withdrawing in the backseat after like 25 minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like. How how hooked are you? He's like throwing up on himself and shit. Well, Rudy, you said you had to taper off. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, the man's been drunk for like, let's say, probably better part of 10 or 15 years. Yeah. He just lives his fucking life in an alcoholic haze, dude. And this is the first day he hasn't had a beer? Yeah. He hasn't had any kind of booze, yeah. This is probably an, a pretty realistic depiction of like an alcoholic who's like, I'm going to stop right now, half hour later. <laughs> <laughs> that that's where bobcat got his uh persona from yeah blake clark's just like i better not puke in my car <laughs> and then he fucking spits up like caramel sauce or some shit all over himself Ugh. it's gross old beer ew <laughs> the fucking sludge that's floating around in his gut well then they get to this birthday party <laughs> oh my god and, and shakes is like inside because he can't handle it <laughs> Because he's got the literal shakes. Yeah. He's dying in the fucking corner, and this kid is, like, blowing a birthday, uh, like, whistle in his face. He's like, you're not funny. He's like, shut the fuck up, kid. Dude, he makes that kid feel like such dirt. Oh. <laughs> he does. Man, he says, what does he say? Does anybody remember exactly what he says? Well, he goes, he's like, if you if you don't stop that now, he's like, I'm going to make you pay. And then he and then he elaborates. He said he's going to stick that fucking horn up his ass if he blows it again. <laughs> And the kid just keeps blowing it in his face. He's uh, he said something like, "You're you're such a loser that your dad had to pay me to come and hang out with you on your party." Like <laughs> he is just yeah. relentless to this kid. And the kid's like, "Wait, Mister, don't leave. I want you to stay. I want you to make fun of me more." <laughs> he changed his tune so quick. Oh yeah. Now, Rudy. Yes. Have you tried that one yet? <laughs> so, all right. This is um. I'm not going to say the clown's name, um, but uh, I have a, a, a couple of clown friends. But I was talking to my one clown friend, 
and he was showing me this balloon pump that he uses. And I've never seen this balloon pump before. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is really cool. Like it. And he's saying, oh, well, on the front here, I have a spot where I can put business cards and I can put coloring pages. And the best part for me is I can use it as a stanchion that keeps the kids like behind this balloon pump so that they don't get so close to me while he's twisting. And I said, oh, man, that's so different than what I do. And he said, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I take the balloons and I hit the kids until they get away from me. (laughs) And he's like, you can't do that. And I said, I do that every day. (laughs) They're fucking balloons. You ain't hurting anybody with it. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, get away from me. Like, there's no need for you to be right there. They probably love it, too, when you fucking smack them upside the head with it. Uh, Exactly. What kid doesn't like getting hit in the head with a fucking balloon? By a clown. Yeah. <laughs> the static electricity alone. So because I, I don't wear the makeup for work, um, that's more of just a at home and pleasurable kind of thing. Oh, that's right. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Wait, I did see you in makeup, though, recently. Oh, um, th- we were filming something, um, but I don't know what I'm allowed to say of that yet. Um, Ooh, don't don't spoil it if, it if you can. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, Are you under uh, um, NDA? An NDA? Do you have an NDA? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I can say that um, that there is a couple of uh, filming projects that revolve around me being in clown makeup that will be out eventually. I think I dropped a teaser of it on my Patreon uh, last week when uh, when we did it. And then uh, I think in the next month or so, uh, there should be something released. Um, if, I'll let you guys know and you can share it and I'll have it up on my page for anybody that's interested. Um, but one, one thing that's fun about that is after filming, um, Aaron and I and a couple other people went up to play mini golf um, on the Ocean City Boardwalk. And this was not the first time that I have played mini golf in clown garb. Uh, the other time was... A few years ago, um, we when we were golfing for the O Street Mini Golf Association League, the the summer tour, um, I had to be dressed in full clown uh, makeup and clown outfit and everything for a, a decent part of the day. And we go up at night to the boardwalk, and where we were playing mini golf the suit that I was wearing didn't quite fit right. And it, it, it was really uncomfortable. So I had taken the shirt part off. I left the frilly collar around and I had a wife beater on underneath. Oh my God. And my clown shoes and clown pants and nose and hair and the makeup and everything. I look, remember the clown on the sublime cover Yeah, on the, on the CD. I looked very much like that. <laughs> Carrying a golf club on the Ocean City boardwalk. Did you have a forty in your hand? <laughs> you sound like a like a fucking twisted metal character. Like, <laughs> and uh, so there's there's a video and some pictures somewhere. Uh, I wonder if if I can find them, I'll send them to you. It looked horrific. Oh boy. And there was uh, a couple of instances where I may or may not have chased uh, people that were running just to see their reaction. <laughs> uh, they definitely kicked it into the next gear. Send us those pictures so we can use it for promotion of the Zips. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, because it's 
you'll think that Shakes and I are brothers. Like, you'll see these and you're like, yep, Rudy belongs in that twisted balloon bar. I mean, I assume this movie was like an autobiography, you know, or something like that. (laughs) I mean, on some level, it's Bobcats. So, uh, yeah, he he belittles the kid and then Adam Sandler and... um, and Blake Clark come back in. They're like, hey, hey, Shaky, how you doing there? Uh, you're not fucking freaking out, are you? You're not fucking with the kids? And he's like, uh, hiya, I'm fine. Uh, let's go outside and play hide and seek. And they're like, okay, Shakes, great. He's like, okay, uh, 101. And everybody goes outside and he notices a ton of booze on top of the refrigerator in the kitchen. He noticed my mom's alcohol stash. <laughs> oh, no! And then goes up there and grabs, like, a fucking, like, some dark bottle of whatever the fuck. Oh, man, he's rumming, he's rum-chugging. Yeah, and then, like, chugs this whole fucking thing. He starts, like, counting backwards and inside out. And then, apparently, this, like, drinking alcohol after not drinking for two hours gives you Hulk strength. Because <laughs> uh, then he just goes out. And rampages party. Uh, he turns into a maniac. <laughs> the power was in him all along. And he's just screaming. He's like, and he's flipping tables and scaring people away. Yeah! But he's like screaming like, you know, Bobcat. That's fucking hilarious. He's flipping over the fucking table with the cake. And like right in the kid's face. <laughs> <laughs> right! Yeah. Scares the shit out of that girl. He takes, like, these porcelain cat statues, and he starts smashing them on the ground, and I guess the mother runs in and grabs it out of his hand and cracks it over his head. (laughs) Oh, dude, she lumps him one good, and he passes out. And then he's out for the next, like, 20 minutes of the movie. (laughs) They just bring him to the back to the fucking bar, and they they have him sitting in a fucking, in the booth. Well, no, no, no. They, uh, first first they're, like, at the bar, like, man, Shake's really fucked up. I hope he's at home sleeping it off. And then Shake's comes in still wasted. Oh, that's right. Calling everyone an asshole. Well, he's more than likely concussed at this point, too, so. Yeah. Blake's like, yeah, he's sleeping it off in my house. He'll be out all night. And then he fucking kicks down the door and he's like, hey, everybody. (laughs) Can't keep a good clown down. Oh, and also Kathy Griffin in this scene, uh, (laughs) because like we said earlier, she's trying to become a culinary uh, expert. (laughs) She's like punching a hole in a wall and Judy comes up. She's like, oh, my God, what's the matter? And she's like, ah, my my teacher, she said this tasted like shit. Peach flan. Made her throw up. So she gives it to she gives it to Julie Brown, and Julie Brown starts eating. She's like, "It's pretty good." And then she spits it out. She's like, "Wait, did you just spit it out?" She's like, "No, no, no, it's good. I didn't spit it out. It was delicious. I just ate it. No, I didn't." And then, uh, of course, Mister Cheese uh, fires Shakes, mm-hmm. tells him he fucked up one too many times. And then Shakes goes home, dyes his hair green, dances in the bathroom, and kills one of his coworkers. <laughs> <laughs> And then goes on the Frank Murray show. Kills Binky. <laughs> sort of. He <laughs> stabbed Binky with a pair of scissors. <laughs> they put him in the other room to lay down because he kind of like passes out after this from either the shock of what he was just told combined with him just being wasted. It was too much for him to handle. Yeah, Paul Dooley's like, you're fired. And he's like, fucking kill you. And then passes out and they put him in the back. Binky thinks this is fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. This shot of Tom Kenny is so fucking creepy. It's like from the table like he sits with his two cronies like on the side and he's like sipping beer with a fucking straw yeah that's so you don't mess up the makeup (laughs) i know but it's just funny that he does that there's lots of really uncomfortable close-ups of tom kenny being really creepy in this movie and it works every single time yeah i love him in this film it's great well then he tells his mooks he's like yeah the rodeo clowns are gonna be here any minute make sure you meet (laughs) him 
fucking rodeo clown. I fucking love these two idiots. So you have these two rodeo clowns come in, and they essentially go in the area where Shakes is sleeping, and these two mooks are, like, fucking with Shakes while he's asleep. Yeah. The rodeo clowns are Bruce Baum and Greg Travis. David Crosby is one of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we get, we get the scene with the other three rodeo clowns coming up in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they come in and they're immediately fucking with uh, the two mooks. They grab the one, like I said earlier, by his cyst. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, get Binky for us. We need to see him. And he's like, yeah, bring out a goddamn Binky. We're here fucking rodeo clowns. <laughs> the one guy's <laughs> choking the one dude. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, just think about it. Hey, relax, man. Think you're in, you're in the barrel. You're in the barrel. You're in the barrel. Calm down. And the guy just keeps yelling, my cyst. <laughs> The two mooks are arguing who's going to get Binky because they know whoever's left there is going to get fucked with. Yeah. I thought for sure that they were going to just be like, yeah, that's Binky right there. And because Shakes is right there. <laughs> Shakes is right there. I thought that was the plan is that they were going to send these two idiots in there to, you know, rough up Shakes. But I was wrong. I think it's just a, a matter of Shakes is in there. Like, that's where his friends put him. And that's also where they're doing the shady deal. It's the one room in the building that's not the bar. Sure. I just didn't get it at first because these two rodeo clowns come in and just start fucking roughing these dudes up. Oh, yeah. No, Sam. Like, it wasn't like, uh, we're here to make a deal or whatever. They're just, like, right. kicking this guy's... I thought I thought Binky, like, owed the money or some shit. I also, I also like that rodeo clowns are seen as, like, a bad influence on <laughs> clowns. Like, they're just, like, rough and tumble fucking... Yeah, like, oh, no, rodeo clowns. Yeah, they're just the rednecks. They're just rednecks with fucking clown makeup on. Yeah. They fucking have bar fights and shit. <laughs> I have to think that the fucking Zach Galifianakis show, Baskets, is it definitely got inspiration from this fucking movie. Yeah, it would have to be. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. It's a great show. No. Um, Louis Anderson plays his fucking mom. He plays <laughs> he plays twins. One is the rodeo clown, and the other one's like this prim and proper fucking... You like French clown? I wanted to fucking see that. I remember... Now that you said Louis Anderson as his mom, I, can, I remember that image. It recently ended. I think it's only like three or four seasons, so do yourself a fucking favor and check out baskets <laughs> i need to check that up um but yeah so so they cut back to the bar and binky sitting at like next to uh lawanda page and i i don't know this other comedian this other clown she's always bsing with but uh he's talking to them and he's he's like yeah you know you know why i got the job he's like because i'm a fucking asshole and i'm never gonna change and that's why i got the gig he's like i know i'm not funny i know i'm not that good but that doesn't matter yeah <laughs> LaWanda, LaWanda and Paige and that other dude are just like sitting there like, ah, you know, he always, you know, he's buying the drink. So I guess we got to just listen to this fucking <laughs> asshole talk. And I think the other clown is Martin Charles Warner. Yes. I don't know who that is. He's only credited as the male clown barfly. Like he isn't he's just there. I, is he a comedian? I would have to assume he is. But he's, he's one of those fabled people that we talk about on this show sometimes who doesn't have his own Wikipedia page. Yeah, he's in a couple of uh, <clears throat> a couple of other things, but not not a lot and not not anything specific. I think he's just an actor that got that job for it. Um, his IMDb filmography only has 32 credits and it's like older man, priest, <laughs> hobo, nondescript guy, guy in car. He's he's really just even there just so Lawanda has someone to bounce off of. Yeah. yeah. And on the Ellen show, he played the old man, he played rabbi, like oh, man. coughing man in step by step. <laughs> well, that fucking peanut butter pussy ain't going to spread itself, dude. Oh man. So, Binky the doormat fucking goes to the back room and uh <laughs> 
you, because he keeps saying that I should be Binky the doormat because everyone can just walk over me. Yeah, you're Binky the fucking doormat. So he goes back there, and the fucking rodeo clowns are like breaking out lines. <laughs> They're fucking like doing coke. Yeah, and like making his cronies do them. Yeah, he's like, "Oh man, fuck, fucking take a hit of that shit." And fuck, oh, I feel you feel it right in the that ends like goddamn whiplash or some shit. But there's the best is the sight gag in this scene because the one rodeo clown has a fucking you know the red nose, and he takes it off and pours the coke in the nose and puts it back on. <laughs> That's fucking gold, dude. Yeah, he looks like David Crosby, this fucking guy. Yeah, a little bit. As a clown. So then Binky comes in, he's talking hot, and uh, they're like, come on, Binky, you know, hit a little. And he's like, "Uh, yeah, okay. (laughs) The second he starts snorting it, Paul Dooley comes in, he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to give Shakes another another shot. (laughs) And Kathy Griffin is the only one that sees Shakes as the biggest asshole that he is. She's like, motherfucking Jesus Christ. Joseph and Mary! Fuck shit, Christ! Just gets up and leaves. He goes in the back, and he and as soon as fucking Binky is blowing this fucking line, he's like, what? Bink, Bink, what are you doing? And he's like, uh, nothing. He's like, you're, he's like, you're doing dope. These clowns are doing dope. The way he says that is so, like, I can't believe what I've seen. I'm not angry, I'm just disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Binky jumps out of his chair and, like, pushes Paul Dooley up against the thing. And Tom Kenny's in his fucking face just like, he's like, he's like, you didn't see anything. He's like, you can't ruin my fucking show. And he's like, he's like, all you saw was a bunch of clowns eating a big plate of beef. Yeah, that's right. A big plate of beef. What the fuck is he talking about? I had a different interpretation of this scene. You see, Binky stuck his finger up and just says, I have a milkshake, and you, I have a straw, and you have a milkshake, and I put my straw in your milkshake, and I drink it up! Because then he beats him to death with a bowling pin. <laughs> shakes his bowling pin to be precise. It's not a bowling pin. It's a it's a juggling pin. Yeah, it's, a, it's Shake's juggling pin. Oh, right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. It, that... It escalates so quickly. He's like, oh, well, now I gotta kill you. And he fucking grabs this thing and beats him to death with a fucking... He pummels him with <laughs> Juggling pin. And it leaves the it leaves the imprint of Shake's name on his forehead. It's like some casino shit. And meanwhile, Shake's is just passed out on, on a couch behind them. <laughs> He's in a fucking alcoholic coma, dude. Like Rudy just said, Paul Dooley's got Shake's on his forehead and blood. Yeah. Yeah, he gave him the old phantom. <laughs> they, they end up, like, they end up framing Shake's shakes by taking paul dooley and shakes into paul dooley's office and tom kenny sits on his desk and he's like all right uh make him look like they had a fight oh this fight scene make him make him fight and they like pick up and and they fucking puppeteer these two idiots to smack each other and they're like ad-libbing like insults like like you're a bad clown shakes whips the dead guy's arm at him (laughs) they're like smacking each other i know the vulcan death grip yeah all right so who wouldn't watch the Weekend at Bernie's Clown Edition. Oh, we all would. Oh, <laughs> sign me up for that. Oh, give it to me. How about Weekend at Bernie's just with, instead of uh, Terry Kaiser, it's Paul Dooley. Ooh. That. Let's do that. Weekend Weekend at Cheeses? <laughs> weekend at Cheeses. Well, that's the Wizards. The Wizards are carrying around his fucking body. <laughs> and he's still running the bar. <laughs> Trying to pour drinks. Well, they make they make Dobby do that. Oh yeah. Well, it's a it's a clown bar, so they have him set up in like marionette strings. Like <laughs> Dobby comes in, he's like, "Mr. Cheese, oh, another drink." <laughs> oh my! He's like the Howard the Duck of that bar. Gunner just turns to Cheese. He's like, uh, "Ignore him." He's like, "We need to talk about my legal case." Watch this motherfucker dance. 
And he's like, get up on the get up on the bar and put on them goddamn Pee Wee Herman shoes. Dobby's like, I don't I don't want to, Master. Dobby's pride is at stake. Drop a dime in the box for tequila. I want to see this elf do his fucking dance. Da, 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 da. Gunner just reaches to his hip, pulls up a fucking chainsaw like it's a gun in a holster, and he's like, <laughs> Hey, it's been 25 seconds since I pulled this out and told you to get on the table. Don't make me ask again. <laughs> and where's my chicken? I want you to do both things at the same time. How many times we gotta remind you that this... There's no more Harry Potters to give you a suck. Gunner and Paul Dooley are just watching Dobby dance on the table going, Hello, my baby! Hello, my honey! Hello, my showtime gal! Hello, my ragtime gal! Check, please. <laughs> the idea of Dobby doing the tequila dance is fucking hilarious to me. While these fat men sit around watching him <laughs> in robes. And they're fucking in their color-coded bathrobes. <laughs> well, you know, while this is all going on, fucking Allie Oates comes in. Oh, no! And she's, like, shaking her fucking head, staring him down like, really? Really? This is what you're doing in my fucking house? <laughs> it's like her... Oh, it's the basement, right? It's a basement bar? Okay. Oh, it could be. It could be, yeah. They don't really leave the mansion. No. Who's paying for all this? Allie! <laughs> That's why she had to take that gig at the boneyard. She had to pay the bills. <laughs> the fucking wizards are eating her out of house and home. Uh, I had to take up extra work. Her personal trauma bankrolls an ethereal mansion. <laughs> so, so yeah, they they frame uh, Binky frames shakes and he like calls the cops and he's like, "Oh, help me! I'm Mr. Cheese and the, there's a clown who's irate in my office." And he's like hitting the phone with like a stapler and he's like, "Ow, ow, ow!" And he hangs up the phone. And then uh, those those two cops from before come and uh, shakes fucking skirts out the back and sees Paul Dooley's dead body on the floor. I love that he held the phone to like with a handkerchief to like not have fingerprints on it. But even the handkerchief was a fucking clown handkerchief, like it was like yellow with spots all over it. <laughs> of course it is. And we see the cops playing Candyland, and they they go rush to the scene, and the the fucking annoying pastrami cop is like, "I was green, I was winning. We're not gonna forget that. How can we always stop playing when I'm winning?" <laughs> I'm right by the peppermint or the licorice, Lord Licorice. So yeah, so Shakes like jumps up on a fucking ledge, and these cops like miss him. They're like, "Oh, where'd he go?" And he's like, "I don't know. I was with you." <laughs> and then Shakes like gets in his car, and the rodeo clowns are like parked behind him. Yeah, counting their one's counting their money, and the other one's like playing harmonica. He's like, "It's a lady from Spain." He's like, "That ain't goddamn lady from Spain." <laughs> I love Lady of Spain. That is not Lady of Spain. No. <laughs> and then Shakes backs his fucking car up into him, and he's like, ah, sorry about the headlight. Well, see ya. And then they're like, driving away from the city, like, in a, on a fucking, like, desert road or some shit. And they run him off a fucking cliff, and his car explodes. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, they look to the left, and they see a fucking Chucky doll doing the same damn thing to somebody else. <laughs> Stabbing Chris Sarandon through the seat. Yeah, trying to get him. <laughs> Ain't gonna do you any good, Mikey. <laughs> but yeah, like like Joe just said, he he they he gets reamed off the side of the fucking road. He jumps out of his car, and this car, it, like it goes down a ditch, but it doesn't really go that far. It it stop, it rolls and stops, and then just explodes. It explodes violently, like it's a fucking fireball. It's a big one. And then shakes, counts the numbers on his hand. He goes, ah, I just fucking made my last payment. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good gag. And then there's, like, a quick thing where he's, like, walking and, like, these metal heads, like, 
he's like trying to hitch a ride and these metalheads like pull over and open the window and just give him the fucking finger and they're like fuck you clown you second rate citizen you clown (laughs) (laughs) yeah you fucking clown man and this is where you go to judy's apartment where you see these bowling pin memorabilia all over the place like part of her bedpost oh man She's worse than those I Love Lucy collectors. One of them's vibrating in the corner. Shh, we don't talk about that one. Well, you you know she's got to have a bowling pin vibrator, Rudy. Come on. Oh, for sure. Which end does she use? That's the question. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, apparently Shakes is a bad lace, so you take your pick. <laughs> and he's not gone. He's got that drunk dick. I would say he's drunk. His space needle will be a space noodle in like two minutes. Like, Oh, man, he's noodling all over the place. He's pushing rope. That need to be pa- constantly passing out and vomiting, so, yeah, you know. Oh, God. Uh, don't kink shame. <laughs> He, like, pulls out a cigarette, but it's a candy cigarette? Yeah. And and Shakes is convinced he killed uh, Mr. Cheese because he was so blackout drunk, he didn't know what he was doing. And she's like, no, like, y- you wouldn't have done that. He was like a father figure to you. And he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Slam cut to him walking down the street with Judy in this fucking mime makeup. Oh, my God. Yeah, these scenes get really jumpy yeah, we're going, for a while here. We're just going to shit. To pad it out, it feels like sometimes. Yeah, but it's all hilarious, so I'm kind of okay with it. it yeah, it's totally. It looks like all improv scenes strung together, which is totally fine. And the uh, the mime school sequence that we're about to get to could be like a minute or two shorter, but I'm not really going to complain about it too much because I saw my fucking idol in there when they revealed him finally. Yeah, how great is that? I didn't know he was in the movie, and when I saw him, I got a little emotional for a second <laughs> because I miss him so fucking much. Uh, yeah, I was laughing my ass off. Definitely had a tear in the eye. God, he is a lightning rod. <laughs> I mean, I think we can just say who it is. We're, we're at the scene. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking Robin Williams as the mime school headmaster. Like, what is his name? Mime Jim? Jerry. Mime Jerry. Mime Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> and he just got back from France <laughs> to teach these fucking mimes some new tricks. And he's affecting this, like... This like Southern Bell voice the entire time. He's like, he's like, all right, mom, let's go. Yeah, he sounds like this. Yeah. Oh, also, by the way, the name of their their club is the Invisible Rope. Yes. <laughs> he's like, okay, everybody, be a cat in a box, and he's like, okay, oh, okay, put your claws out and be a cat in a box. It's the funniest shit. <laughs> Wait, so I have a note here: the mime called puberty. <laughs> That's the best one. I don't remember what that was in reference to. That's what he finishes with. Well, because he puts his hands out like he's got a huge cock. Oh, that's what it was. And he's like climbing up his own dick. (laughs) But yeah, like uh, Bobcat comes in and he's like, yeah, what's your name? He's like, "Uh, Chuck. (laughs) He's like, all right, Mime Chuck, you want to be my partner for today? My helper? And he's like, okay. So fucking Bobcat goes to the front of the room and while Rob Williams is like telling basically everyone what to do he's like yeah we got a sizzle like bacon (laughs) (laughs) and he's just berating bobcat the entire time and bobcat's mime outfit is horrendous (laughs) he's like oh you're wearing your you're wearing your grandma's panties on the outside don't come to class like that again he's got this like paunch belly and his makeup is like really lazily applied and his hair's a fucking mess and he's got this goofy hat on he looks like a poor pro wrestler like (laughs) they're doing the bacon thing and he's like shake your meat chuck (laughs) He's like, you got a pack of quarters down there. I want to see you move. (laughs) 
And then, and then he tells him like, "Oh, we're gonna we're acting like we're riding a horse." Oh man! Like you can't we can't even put this into words, folks. You got to either just a watch this movie or b just go on YouTube and look up "Shakes the Clown" Robin Williams, and and you'll be amazed. I would say just look up the clip, but like this is <clears throat> you should definitely watch this film at least one time. Oh yeah, for sure. I love also like in in this sequence with like the one dude in front of the line of the mime classes, like he has this fucking hat on. Oh my god! And they're doing the rodeo. And he falls off, and he's like, he's like, you put the hat back on, or shut up your ass. Yeah, if that hat falls off again, he goes, if that, if your hat falls off again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it up your ass, and you won't be able to walk outside in the wind, <laughs> or some shit like that. There's another mime in the back that has like toilet paper on rolls on top of a helmet, <laughs> and nobody addresses it. So half the time you're watching them act and and be bacon and be cats in boxes, and the other time, the other half, you're like, what the fuck? What is going on? What are they doing? I felt like they just let it roll and <laughs> and then cut it up. I know, I know that mime in today's standards, going back to the story from earlier, he would be a god amongst men with that much toilet paper. I, right. That's true. That's true. People would be knocking down his fucking door to, to get some. Mime god. He stepped outside and is, is torn limb from limb. He's like Angelica playing football with that fucking chocolate milk. <laughs> the bump baby bumpers from Stu Pickles, man. I just imagine he's standing in a public bathroom, like in front of the stalls, and when they need some, he just like kind of leans his head to the left. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's who you needed that day. You needed that guy. You needed TP Mime? I needed TP Mime to be there <laughs> and do the fucking horse ride. He needed to ride the fucking horse to the gas station and drop off that fucking TP helmet. He just leans over. You're like, okay, this is awkward, but thanks. At least it's not a workbook. Anything to get me the fuck out of that bathroom with no door on it. <laughs> As quickly as possible. You call him like the State Farm people? Like, <laughs> oh God, the State Farm guy shows up. What the fuck? Oh no. Like a good mime. Hey, quick, 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 do the jingle. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Oh, you need car insurance? No, I need toilet paper. I need, t- I need TP mime. Isn't he work for you guys too? <laughs> what are you wearing? Toilet paper on my head. <laughs> okay. A leotard. He sounds hideous. While this is all going on, we cut back to Judy and Binky shows up to her apartment with, like, flowers. He's basically talking about, yeah, you know, it's real sad with shakes, and he killed that guy, and it was such an accident, and I killed him, and I couldn't believe I did it. <laughs> ah, fuck. She's like, now I gotta kill you. <laughs> yeah, he confesses. My favorite line from this movie happens in this scene where he's like, oh, gotta kill you too. It's a red-letter day for Binky. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine him, like, in the voice of, like, heifer or peaches like yeah. that's the fucking voice he's doing this is also where uh, judy drops that line when he's when he's talking about how crappy of a person shakes is she's like well you know he's an alcoholic in a horrible lay but he's not a murderer <laughs> yeah, right. and then binky turned around and shot bruce wayne and left oh no <laughs> after saying if we're dancing the devil in the pale moonlight <laughs> <laughs> you have a dance with the devil in the pale moonlight <laughs> just a thing i like to say to all my prey but then we, we go to uh, we go to Blake Clark and Sandler back at the bar, kind of moping around like I can't believe Shakes killed Mister Cheese. Like I, I thought we knew the guy. And then they uh, they hear a voice from him behind, and they turn around and it's a fucking mime, and they're about to beat the shit out of him. And it's like, no, it's me, Shakes. <laughs> they're like, oh man, it was bad enough to find out you killed Mister Cheese, but you're a fucking mime. <laughs> you're now you're a, tr- a race traitor too. Right, like that was that was worse now. Well, he and then he he basically explains to them he didn't do it. They don't really be- they don't really believe him, but he says it was the rodeo clowns, and he's gonna go try to get Judy back anyway because he realizes. 
or they, they say that, oh, well, Judy never came to work today, and Chase is like, she's never late, she never misses a day of work, she's got to be captured by the fucking rodeo clowns, because she doesn't know Binky's involved yet. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, so they go to... Uh, After much reluct- reluctancy, they're like, all right, we'll go, get in the car, and they go to Judy's. Right. And the place is a fucking mess. Yeah, it's been completely t- tossed over. But it's just a weird scene, because, like, Bobcat's like, oh, no, the... He, uh, Binky's got her, and we gotta go get her back. And he's and Adam Sandler's just like, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and he's like, You got her, cause you're my buddies. And they and then they go, <laughs> and then they do, and then they do. It's just fucking weird. Yeah, they hem and haw for like a minute. They go to the fucking broken saddle. <laughs> Which is a rodeo clown bar. And they're all wearing rodeo clown outfits now. They they all just have chaps on and fucking makeup and shit. Yeah, they gotta they gotta sell it. I love how easy it is to pretend you're from another uh subsect of it. Yeah, you just have to have the right clothes. Well it's it seems it seems far easier to blend into mime society than it is to blend blend into rodeo clown society. They can smell a traitor amongst their mists. <laughs> Well, they don't have that accent. They don't have that southern draw. Yeah, I would love to see. I would. I would love to see Patrick Swayze at this bar, dressed up like a fucking rodeo clown, <laughs> like in Roadhouse. Oh my god, that's where Roadhouse took place inside. We ne- we never see the inside. No, we don't. Mime house. You, you got to be a rough and tumble fucking clown. That's that's where his character came from. He cut his teeth in rodeo clown bars. <laughs> <laughs> well, they go up to this fucking bouncer, and this guy is not putting up with any shit. He takes fucking Bobcat's clown nose off, spits in it, and puts it back on his nose. Listen, I'm going to give you guys some uh, behind-the-scenes insight. That is a big clown power move. Really? Oh, yeah? (laughs) Taking somebody's nose and fucking (laughs) spitting in it? A phrase I never thought I'd hear. Yeah, if you want to assert dominance over a clown, you do that. I mean, honestly, I would think you would do the old mall rats move, stick it down your fucking pants. Oh, yeah, the fucking shitty pretzel finger? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you put that fucking clown nose right in that brown eye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't take the pretzel, I give you the pretzel. Oh! <laughs> yeah, body of binky. I mean, you both pay the price, right? Thank you, I'll be here all week. <laughs> body of binky, here you go. <laughs> they go up to this fucking bouncer, he's like, what are you from the, where the fuck are you guys from? I ain't seen you around here before, and he's like, uh, we're from the Middle East. We're from the East. And he's like, you ain't from the East. I ain't see you there. And he's like, oh, the Middle East. Yeah, Lebanon. <laughs> yeah. They look American <laughs> as fuck, by the way. It's just funny. And then they like, they just punch them in the face and they and they punch Adam Sandler and fucking... Blake Clark just jumps on the ground. He's like, I'm going to join my friends. On the ground. He's like, I'm going to go lay down with my friends. Yeah. Then they see the other two rodeo clowns fucking the actual... The truck driving away. They see the truck. They fucking, they go after this truck, and the fucking bouncer's like, falafel-eating assholes. <laughs> yeah. And I just thought that, that fucking killed me. I thought that was funny. Well, then they're catching up to the fucking rodeo clowns, and the guy in the in the passenger seat is, like, putting together a rifle. Yeah. He's like, why is it in pieces, dumbass? <laughs> He's, like, trying to put it together. So then, so then they're shooting at Shakes and his friends, and uh, they keep missing, so the guy leans out of the car and hits Shakes in the head with the butt of the rifle. That fucking tickled me for some reason, because like he's like, well, fuck it, and reaches over and is like, Mah! and just fucking gets him right in the temple. <laughs> I can't hit you with the bullets, I'll hit you with the butt. <laughs> but I'll, I'll hit you a moving target while I'm also moving with the, at the end of this gun, car to car. They shoot him like point blank. He hits Bobcat so hard he gets knocked out and fucking Blake Clark's gonna go in the... <laughs> 
move his body and jump in the fucking driver's seat. Shakes ends up taking a fucking pie and pieing the driver in the face, and they careen off the fucking road into a construction site and hit a bunch of fucking uh, porta potties. <laughs> the funniest part of all this. They interrogate the guy and they find out basically that that Binky was involved and he has Judy. But they before they leave, they show the driver and his entire face is caved into the steering wheel with a pie just surrounding <laughs> the fucking head. <laughs> yeah. And Adam Sandler and Blake are just like looking at him. They're like gawking at him. Oh, classic drive-by pieing. You know what this means. <laughs> Clowns are in the area. It was a drive-by pieing. Wait, what are you going to do with those pies, boys? Oh, there you go. Looks like a giant wadded melt of wad of melted ice cream. <laughs> Yo, it's not. Anyway, Shorty comes out and puts the fucking cherry on him. I love clowns. A little too much, it seems. You've you yeah, you made that very clear. <laughs> uh, if if there are any lady clowns listening to this podcast, you slide into my DMs right now. I'm curious to see if there are any clowns listening to this podcast i mean it'd be a surprise either way <laughs> well then we, we we cut to binky who has judy fucking like strapped up on this wheel in full in full clown makeup he's like you're my clown judy now judy clown yeah and he starts fucking like forcing himself on her oh man he's like that's what i was saying like tom kenny's great i mean he's a piece of shit in this scene but he's like a great actor in this because he's like being creepy as fuck like painting on her face and then like kissing yeah he well he has the duct tape over her mouth and he's painting the face yeah and he's like kissing her on the duct tape it's so creepy because he leans in and doesn't like kiss the duct tape he like gives it a bunch of quick like chicken pecks and that made my skin crawl yeah it's weird (laughs) um also he's great because he's just chewing scenery every time you see him even when he's not being kind of like over the top and boisterous he's just kind of the center of attention uh he's he's so much fun and i wish tom kenny was in more shit (laughs) like as himself well come to find out this is like at the first taping of his new show he has her like stowed away and the producers are like talking to the kids in the crowd he's like all right well uh we got to get a really good nielsen rating like the adults know what we're talking about but when you see this applause sign go off this is when you clap let's try clap louder or i'll fucking kill you those kids do not want to be there at all no i mean would you want to be a binky show the guy can't make you laugh would you want to be in this fucking horrible creepy warehouse they apparently filmed this clown show in like yeah the fucking guy the guyvers fighting zoonoids two doors over (laughs) god i want to see a clown guyver oh man you fall into the nose and it fucking goes all over your body (laughs) and you get like clown paint and shit but yeah and the nose shoots lasers (laughs) oh my god Clowns make everything better. He opens his chest and just confetti comes out. <laughs> just party poppers? <laughs> it doesn't harm. It doesn't harm anybody. It just gets in their eyes they can't see. He opens it up and a party starts. <laughs> he just like a party happens. Oh my god. I love it. Party beam. Is that something Piccolo did? Probably. No, he had clothes beam. <laughs> clothes beam, okay. Party beam. Turns you into a fucking clown. Anyway. <laughs> And then Binky comes out and he's singing like, like staying like a version of "Staying Alive" by the Bee Gees is like playing in the background, and he's like singing to it and he's like, "We're gonna have some fun on the show, we're gonna fucking do some shit, 
And he's dancing. And he's like, come on, join in and dance with me. And he just sucks, so nobody's reacting. Yeah. One kid gets up and, like, jest. Well, well then Bobcat gets there with Sandler and, and Clark. Yeah, they kick the fucking door open and the two cronies have guns all of a sudden. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that shit got fucking real quick. And this is, uh, did he start throwing the knives before or? Oh, it's like right as they're walking in. Okay. Yeah, he brings out, he's like, I got a special guest. And Judy is tied to a fucking spinning uh, wheel. And he's like, pulls out like throwing knives. And he's like, okay, kids, uh, get your parents permission to use these knives. <laughs> it's very much like the ending of Little Monsters. Yup. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> when, he's, when fucking boys throwing darts at fucking Ben Savage. He is going to kill Judy. Like that is his plan no doubt about it. On TV. In front of a bunch of kids. On his first episode, and he's trying to be like, low-key, I didn't kill somebody last night. Yeah, right? <laughs> he's got to fulfill his blood, let Bink- Binky's bloodlust. There you go. <laughs> well, you, you know, because he's so upset that he never got that date from Judy, he's just got to kill her. No. He's got clown angst, dude. It, it's the it's the Gacy paint. That's what's that's what's doing it, man. Yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I could see he's, it. Oh, it warps you. It's like a fucking sigil on your face. I get it. It's like the cursed paint. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Binky's got a bunch of dead kids buried under his house. Oh, my God. Oh, man, he does. <laughs> he says some shit to her, like, like, oh, yeah, you fuck, you filled up Shakes' drink and you topped him off and you didn't want to fuck me or whatever, so fuck you. Where was my drink, Judy? <laughs> Where was my drink? Where was my blowjob or something? Coming from the guy who, like, 15 minutes earlier in the film was, like, talking about, yeah, I'm an asshole. No one likes me. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. Probably never tips. I'm I'm assuming so. Uh, ho ho and and boots take <laughs> <laughs> shakes and Adam Sandler and um Blake Clark. Yeah, they t- they take him out to the fucking car and he's like, get in the trunk. And he's like, uh, he's like, no, we're not getting in there. And then shakes like knees one of them in the face and then the other one shoots him in the chest and i was like oh my fucking god he's dead i was like that's it (laughs) (laughs) this movie was about to be over at this point like there's like maybe 10 minutes left yeah and i was like does this movie kill off the main character because it seems like it would fall right in line with this movie's sense of humor yeah that's where i thought it was going i was like well okay uh but no actually it's funny we mentioned that bruce wayne thing because his flask saved his life yep so he hits the ground and the fucking pearls fall, but then he's okay. <laughs> Connor's pearls, believe it or not, that he was clutching earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he pulls out the flask and he's like, ah, that's a hell of a shot of whiskey. And then he goes, let's go kick Binky's dick, he says. <laughs> Which I'm with, because that's fucking a That's way better than ass. And then a bunch of clowns storm a TV show that is being filmed. Shakes versus Binky, it, the the brawl. Well, 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 hold on, because Binky throws that last fucking knife about to kill Judy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or uh, Shakes comes in and throws the fucking juggling pin, and it, like, hits the, the uh, knife in midair. Yep. It gets stuck in the bin and falls to the ground. It's an all-out brawl, and even the producers and the cameraman are getting their ass kicked. Oh, how funny is the applause sign gag? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, when they're stepping on it, and the kids are clapping on and off? The kids are losing their minds, clapping and cheering every time they step on that wire. (laughs) Uh, I Yeah, I think Connor just said it, but yeah, I love how, like, 
Blake like falls into the camera guy and they start like fucking fighting each other and punching each other and shit. It's just like a full out brawl on this goddamn TV show. But the t- like, can't the TV only see their feet because the camera doesn't move? Oh yeah, because the camera's like spinning and it cuts back to Lawanda Page. He's like, this fucking shot's horrible. I can only see their asses. <laughs> <laughs> All we could see is his fucking ass. And then we see uh, Tom Kenny and and Bobcat like wrestling on the ground and from off screen, Judy kind of like catches her bearings and she grabs his flower pot yep that's like next to the audience and fucking sizes them up finally the payoff you know what's hilarious (laughs) you know what's hilarious all i hear is tom kenny now going all big head needs is one (laughs) pin (laughs) naked (laughs) naked Deep Rocco's the Modern Life cut for you fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. kids out there. Yeah, well, when Big Head loses the fucking bowling championship. <laughs> so so she she aims, and she rolls this fucking bowling ball. Uh, excuse me, not a bowling ball, but a uh, flower pot being used as a bowling ball, and it just cracks Tom Kenny right in the head, and he fucking passes out. <sighs> and then, like, the fucking cops show up and, and take out Binky, and so begins his process with... HBC, because he gets carted <laughs> off to the to the fucking jail. <laughs> well, as he's getting taken out, he's like, this is what I meant to do the whole time. Yeah, he's like, I'll be back. And then that, that one quote-unquote brainiac cop's like, I, I knew it was Binky the whole time. I've been saying it. He's like, he's like fucking Trump. He's like, I the whole time I was saying it. I never said anything <laughs> different. Are you, are you trying to make a liar out of me? Binky's not a big deal. And he's like, what the fuck? Just admit it. You were wrong. You said it. You thought it was Shakes the whole goddamn time. He's like, no, I didn't. It was... Binky. And the other cop's like, son of a bitch, I'm going to be there when you're wrong. One day you're going to be wrong, and I'm going to be there for it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so then they uh, pretty much wrap it up, and uh, we go to an AA meeting with Shakes <laughs> basically talking to the rest of the members. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, he's talking, and, like, he ends his speech with, like, yeah, I don't know anything about it, anything except what you tell me I should think, um... Alcoholics Anonymous. And he's in full clown makeup, too. Like, there's a <laughs> slow pan across this group of people, and they're all, like, these, like, like serious-looking extras are just kind of looking on whoever's talking, and then s- slow reveal of his fucking wig and face. Every one of those people is thinking about how badly they need a drink. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, those are not recovering people. Those are... <laughs> They all feel better about their situation when they see a clown walk in. They're about to hit relapse, dude. He's doing a dance and a fucking gun drops out of his pants. Well, and apparently Shakes' show was filmed, like, really close off site from this fucking uh, AA place. Yeah. And also Kathy Griffin's uh, show that she got in the in the time between... Uh, the next set over. Yeah. Are they all of their dreams come true. Yeah. <laughs> She, Kathy Griffin's like on this cooking show and it like wraps up and this guy comes over to do something. She's like, don't fucking touch me, you scumbag. Well, she's like, he's like, great job. And she's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Sandler and uh, Blake are hitting on these two women behind who are sitting in front of the cameras. Um, so at Sandler suddenly has confidence. Yeah, he's like, I told you that getting on TV would get us pussy. And they're like, we're the producers. <laughs> like literally right next to Kathy Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> And and then we uh, we see shakes come in. The show started. They have all. Th- this is fucking hilarious to me because they have all these kids uh, in the audience, but it's set up like a fucking restaurant. Yeah, it's like a jazz club. No, it's a nightclub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the kids have cocktails. It's a comedy. Yeah. There's there's all Shirley Temples all over all the fucking tables with like little candles and shit. And there's like a fucking full band. Yeah, there's a guy. They're playing like this clown music, and there's this guy like putting his all 
into it on a fucking saxophone. Bill Clinton. Yeah, yeah, I think that's him. I think Roger's on the drums or something. <laughs> Roger's on guitar. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if Roger was probably at that AA meeting, because we know his dark history, all those uh, DUIs he's got in the past. Yeah, yeah. L- uh, Lucky and his starfish are in the audience. <laughs> oh, no! That's the stuff! Yeah, yeah, you're right, though. Lucky in the, in the audience with the uh, starfish on his dick. You know, the, this, this predates uh, Unlucky Leprechaun, clearly. <laughs> At least by two years. Oh, this is when they're still dating? Well, we, we all know what he did with that starfish. Yeah, GVD's been looking for it for years. Warwick's got to kind of move around the nation. Well, you put my starfish, you little bastard. <laughs> Nobody will ever find me in Bobcat Goldthwait's nightclub. <laughs> he just steps through a fucking portal. Oh, no. He's like, back to Ireland I go. <laughs> Down the fucking well I go. Comes back out. It's Leprechaun Origins. He's like, ah, fuck, I went too far. Oh, no, the Chupacabra one. <laughs> So, so Shakes comes out and he's like, he's like, uh, hiya kids, I'm back, I'm Shakes the Clown! <laughs> and, uh, he's like, I got a friend today, I'm Jerry! And then Robin Williams comes back to run around a bunch of children while Adam Sandler and Blake try to beat him up. Yeah. Yeah, and Bobcat's like holding him back, like, no, he's like, actually my friend, oh no! And then we, we, we focus on this one kid. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Who's just sitting there, you know, spitting his fucking Shirley Temple smiling. Why does that kid get screen time? Is this the kid from earlier that he curses off? I don't think so. You know who this kid is, though? Who? I had made mention of this previously before we got on the show of uh, an MDU character favorite and his origin. I'm listening. This is Corpse Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> this is what got him into it. This is yeah. He he, he you see, all the violence is happening on the television, and he's got his fucking little mai tai, dude. It all started here, and he's taking a sip off of smiling. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> uh is that canon? It's it's canon now. They freeze frame on him. Oh man! They they made sure you saw that kid. They really did. You know, it's funny to me too that we have Rudy on for this episode because Corpse Fucker's origin was Prehistoria three. Prehistoria three, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. But Corpse Fucker was already well established in his oh yeah in his yeah. duties by then. This is this is him as a child. He'd been he'd been kicking it with Dembala for a while at this point. Oh, he's died at least several times and come back. This is before he goes to college with Cumdar. <laughs> That's how they met. <laughs> I I cannot wait. To see the messages I get after this. Oh, no. I hope they're all positive. Also, Rudy, to answer your question, is this canon? If it comes from our mouths, it's canon. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we might alter that canon later if we're not so sure about how we worded it the first time. But nine times out of ten, usually it's just canon right then and there. Sure. Yeah, that's that's going to be the face that pops into my mind every time I hear that now. That's You, you see him smiling with his sipping on his little fucking Shirley Temple or whatever he's got there. He, he went all the way from an audience member in Shakes the Clown's <laughs> fucking TV show to working on a mini putt course serving haggis oh, man. that was prepared by pygmy dinosaurs and fucking killing people that, that, that didn't move fast enough on the golf course. Uh, to a fucking well pocket dimension where he hangs out with Pumpkinhead and fucking Cumdar. Oh, that's so good. What were they, roommates in college? He's been on a journey, dude. Hey, I'm Cumdar. Nice to meet you. What's your name? <laughs> 
Connor said that they just happenstance like have a room together. Yeah, it's like JD and Turk from Scrubs. Like they just they just end up rooming together. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a night. It's like an eighties teen comedy of them like in college together. Goldar has like a kid and play hairstyle. Like oh, he's Goldar before he becomes Comdar. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, they're two di- two different characters altogether. Let's be real. It is two different people, two different entities. Excuse me. <laughs> yes, the, 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 you know the MDU is a mysterious and wonderful place full of horrors and uh, rainbows and sunshine. You know, <laughs> it, it's almost like an HP Lovecraft uh, story. Honestly, <laughs> I mean we, we've talked about the turtle and, and uh, yes, Pennywise mm-hmm. many times on this show. So you know the Elder Gods. Yes, it's all yep. The MDU needs its own like Netflix miniseries. Yes, where like we see everything panned out the way that it should be. Well, no, we wouldn't because Netflix would just cancel after two seasons, like they do with everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on. Uh, probably around the time when uh, Corpse Fucker is introduced. Wow. We made it pretty fucking far then at that point because we already had John Hurt and Daniel Baldwin and GVD. Oh yeah, man. There's already there's already crazy sescapades happening. We had Rawhead. He was the first episode trying to fuck people. We would get to our Defenders crossover and then the following season get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's you don't want to know why? Because then we'd be bought by Disney and be filthy fucking rich. Yeah, and then people will beg to put those shows back on Hulu. M- uh, Mickey Mouse is playing Corpse Fucker <laughs> in the next movie. <laughs> Well, uh, I don't know, guys. Corpse fuckers a little uh, risque, don't you think? I guess. Give me the money. <laughs> Pay me, you fucking mouse. I, I would sell out for Disney money. No, oh, you bet your ass I would. I would sell out for a Happy Meal. Who am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that shakes the clown. Yeah. So where are we putting this, guys? On the shelf. On the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because it is... It is laughs from beginning to end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of some of the spots, like we said, the, the cuts are the the scene cuts are a little jumpy, but it jumps to a scene that's worth watching. You know what I mean? Like the the story, the the characters you're laughing and you're enjoying each person. Like I can't think of a character I don't like. Yeah, agreed. You know what I mean? Like, and that's I, I don't know of too many movies where I I want more. Of every of every character that's there, every every person that talks, the milkman. <laughs> we want to see the spinoff of the milkman. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I, I do want that spinoff with the milkman, right? Like that's and and it moves it moves fast. There there isn't any parts that that drag on where I'm like, okay, we. Uh, I mean, I think uh, one one of you said that even the mime scene could have been like a minute shorter, but there's so much going on. That you you need that time to see the guy with the toilet paper hat, and to, you know what I mean. Like you, you got to drink in Robin Williams. Oh my god, because he's so erratic. He's mm-hmm. so constantly moving. Um. So yeah, it, without a doubt, I this is definitely one that I rec- I would recommend to somebody. So one that I don't put on. I don't put on in the background while I'm cooking or while. I'm, when I put this on, I'm sitting down with a bag of popcorn and a drink, and I am my eyes are glued to the screen until the credits roll. Uh, so this is Shelf. This is really funny. It's really dark. Um, it kind of reminded me of, like, Death to Smoochie at times. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, other dark comedies like that. Uh, I love the cameos. Robin Williams showing up was fantastic. Um, it's also pretty short. It's, like, an hour and, I don't know, 15 minutes long. It's not really that long. 
Um, so it's easy to get through. So that kind of adds to what Rudy just said, where it doesn't feel like it overstates its welcome or anything like that. Um, recommending it might be difficult if your tolerance for this kind of comedy is not up there. Like, if you can't do Death to Smoochie, you can't do this. So I certainly wouldn't make it sit through it. But yeah, I like this a lot. Um, and kind of makes me want to go look into Bobcat's, like, larger filmography and see what else he can do. Yeah. Oh, no. This is totally a shelf movie for me. Um, I'm surprised that... I haven't seen this sooner or haven't heard about it. Like, I never hear people talk about this fucking movie ever, even in the pantheon of fucking Bobcat Goldthwait. As far as I'm as far as, uh, you know, I'm concerned, I, I just never saw it or heard about it. Um, it's fucking hilarious. It's right out of the gate with this fucking movie. It's just like a fever dream of wacky shit. And I'm fucking here for it. You got fucking... <laughs> You got Bobcat Goldthwait dressed like a fucking clown. Just like I love, I love how they handle all of like the kind of classism with the with the different like the rodeo clowns and the fucking party clowns and the mimes and shit like that. I thought that was funny as hell. Um, and yeah, just like the whole cast is are great comedians. I even like Adam Sandler in this movie. I think he's fine. <laughs> um. It's just a weird fucking trip, dude. And and like Rudy said, like your eyes are glued to this fucking movie the whole time because you can't look away. <laughs> um, there's not really much else I could say. It's 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 definitely a a funny, weird flick. And if you've never seen it before, definitely check it out. And uh, I kind of need to add it to my collection. So yeah, totally on the shelf. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's a hat trick, but uh, we already hit that. So, yeah, it, it's shelf, baby. Yeah, look at that. Unanimous. Oh, that makes me so happy. Harumph. I am going to quote a great man who has, who has uh, talked about this film in the past uh, by the name of a Martin Scorsese who referred to this film as the Citizen Kane of alcoholic clown movies. And, uh, Martin, I have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he used that in defense of the movie against a different uh, gr- a different critic. He was like, what are you talking about? It's, uh, it, this is like, I'm going to make kind of a weird comparison here, but it'll make sense in a minute. This movie is kind of, to me, like Heather's was to me, where it was like a movie that, like, for years and years, I had heard about it, and I just never watched it. I was like, "Ah, oh, Heather's. Who gives a fuck? Like, I like Monona Ryder, but, like, it doesn't look that interesting. And then, like, a year or two ago, I watched it, and I was like, holy fuck, this movie's amazing. This was, like, made for me. What? Wh- how did I miss this for so long? Yeah, it's And that, that's exactly how I feel about this film. I was like, because I love surreal comedy, and that's why I make the Heather's comparison, if you've seen that film. And this movie kind of... Uh, is also very surreal. And that's kind of like some of my favorite comedy, dark comedy and surreal comedy. That's why I love like Tim and Eric and stuff like that, because it, you know, it, it puts you in another world. And, it, and you know, it may, like we were talking about earlier, it makes all this like clown shenanigans is just normal everyday shit. Like it's not weird to these people in the movie. Yeah. It's life. That's why it works too. You know what I mean? Um, and I always like Bobcat Goldthwait and I can't sit here and name all his movies, but a couple of them that, that Rudy listed off earlier are definitely worth checking out. And I, I would put this pretty high on the shelf, honestly. Like it's probably the favorite thing we've done this year for me. Uh, so far, I mean, it's still early. We're only in, uh, April. Still early, yeah. But I, I like this a hell of a lot, and I, you know, Connor, I get where you're coming from, where it might be a little hard to recommend to certain people, like, you gotta kinda know your audience, let's say. But to our audience, the Dumpster Dwellers, check this fucking movie out. Do yourself a service. It's very true. Yep. (laughs) I am, I am so happy. First of all, I'm so surprised that none of you had seen it before, so being the one that that could introduce you guys to this really made me happy. 
And the fact that all three of you enjoyed it and, and shelved it, I am, I feel so accomplished right now. <laughs> Rudy, you have ascended. You have ascended. That makes me so happy. I'm, ah. Uh. Welcome to the MDU. <laughs> Just one other thing I do want to mention, because we kind of talked about it before the show, but I think the the reason why a lot of people didn't really hear of this movie is just because it performed really poorly at the box office to the point where I I, got to feel for Bobcat because he was really trying to have some kind of statement in this film and Mm -hmm. people just either didn't get it or didn't see it. I would bet a poor theatrical release, like I'm sure it didn't play on many screens. I think that's why it got murdered, yeah. Because to hit hit this low is, I would say, unusual, because what did it make, $115,000 on like a $1.4 budget? Really? I mean, it had to be, right? Like, the marketing must have been garbage for this. But it's kind of strange because it is Bobcat Goldthwait. And even though some of the stars in this we're just starting out like i think this is really early for adam sandler but like um a lot of the other comedians are established comedians and big comedians at the time right yeah well and you know what going back to some of the other movies like god bless america and world's greatest dad they uh, i stumbled upon them because i went looking for them right i went looking for bobcat stuff and those were relatively new. And with Robin Williams being the main character in World's Greatest Dad, like, I don't remember seeing a movie release, uh, like, a, a theatrical release for it. I don't remember seeing ads. So were these things that were just done as, like, passion projects where um, the the studio wasn't dumping as much money to promote them as – as opposed to maybe just like they doing a favor, like all right, listen, we'll put this together if you do this for us on on this end. It could also be like a lot of those movies. I feel like you know traveled to indie circuits, so I think they kind of were known through that kind of um, you know yeah market. As far as World's Greatest Dad goes, now that you mention it, um, I've never actually seen it, but I remember the promo materials for it. It's got a. It's in a, isn't it a picture of like Robin Williams with like a fucking powdered wig or something on, and there's like a blue background and it says like World's Greatest Dad? No, no, that's Man of the Year. Oh, okay, so then no. <laughs> yeah, that this movie is about Robin Williams' son, who is actually the kid from fucking Spy Kids. I forget his name. Oh my god, he is, and he's from Shameless. Yes, yes, but he basically has like a a, a fetish where he jacks off with his fucking. Uh, Choking himself? Oh, erotic asphyxiation? You're 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 skipping a bunch. Hold on, this kid is uh he's just unlikable. Nobody at the school is a fan of him. He's a jerk. He's not. His dad is a is a single father who is an aspiring writer and teacher at the high school. And Heather Graham, I think, is another teacher at the school. Um, that kind of takes a liking to Robin Williams. So they go out on a date and like, here's how, here's how shitty this kid is that while they're like sitting at the table talking and having like coffee afterwards, the kid is trying to snap like upskirt shots of his dad's new girlfriend. Well, well, hold on. (laughs) He doesn't, he doesn't try. That's, that's true. He gets them. 
and then goes to his room, uploads the pictures from the phone onto his computer. No! And <laughs> through autoerotic asphyxiation, accidentally offs himself. Oh, oh my god. My god. And, and not only does Rob Williams find his son dead, he sees what he was jacking off to, <laughs> and he's like, are you kidding me? Where does the story go from there? <laughs> so here, here's where the story goes. He doesn't want his son to be remembered for the way that he was. So he makes up a whole fake thing about him? So he moves the body and writes a, a suicide note. And it draws all this attention to now everybody in school is going, oh, I had this class with them and I did this and oh. I did that. And they're all like lifting him up to be this better person. And Robin Williams now starts releasing his son's journal of like the music that he liked and the movie that he liked and the thoughts that he had that were none of his kids' thoughts. Oh. They're his thoughts. So he's vicariously living through his dead son? Yes, but to try to make his son seem better. Wow, this is incredibly fucked up. <laughs> That's some heavy shit, dude. I, I need to watch this. Yeah, you gotta you gotta see it though, because it starts spiraling out of control, and he's gotta really like keep making the lie bigger than it is. Well, I can see how you wouldn't know how to sell that. Yeah, well, <laughs> sure. <laughs> right? That's that's a good date movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Shakes the Clown. Come on, Shakes the Clown. You could sell, right? <laughs> you you could <laughs> fuck to Shakes the Clown. You can't fuck to World's Greatest Dad. <laughs> Listen, you you think I can't fuck to World's Greatest Dad? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Rudy's probably got the tie, you know, attached to the chair himself. Hold hold on, I got the I got the belt ready to go, baby. Let's do it. Do you also dress like Batman? Oh man, chalk it up. No, I'm 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 the I'm the Joker. I'm in the paint. Uh, actually, so <laughs> the Joker, the Joker. <laughs> In the new Joker movie, the the comedy club that he plays in is named after John Wayne Gacy's clown name. Pogo. And the club that he plays in is Dangerfields in New York. No shit. I played Dangerfields in New York. Oh shit. Did you really? Yeah. So are you trying to tell us that you're the next John Wayne Gacy? Rudy, is that what you're trying to tell us here? <laughs> no, no, no. I hate kids, but not to that level. Get him with the old balloon asphyxiation? <laughs> no, listen. Can any of this be used in a court of law later? No, I'm a good person. <laughs> you are. You are, Rudy. I had the bumper stickers to prove it. In, in fact, Rudy, do, do you have anything you want to promote? Tell tell everyone like where they can find you, stuff like that? Yeah, so um, I... Oh, actually, uh, so today is... Uh, March 28th, right? Yeah, the first day of the rest of our lives. And I know we're releasing this April 1st, um, which means I'll listen to it in April and not in July and fall for the April Fool's prank like I did last year. <laughs> I want to see how many people don't listen to this episode because they're like, oh, those motherfuckers. <laughs> you assholes got me last year. Um, so today is the one year anniversary of Aaron and Rudy's mini golf reviews. Wow. Yeah. Um, so with O Street Golf Association, um, O Street Mini Golf, we have traveled the country um, over the last year. We've played in Vegas. We've played in California, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Florida. Um, we've had a couple of uh, people play internationally and in uh, like 
Um, what are those states? We, we hit up a bunch and we record these reviews of the mini golf courses and the versus games, which is where we played you guys. Um, it was O Street versus Movie Dumpster. Yeah, we had a blast. Uh, today was, yeah, this was the uh, the one year anniversary. So if you guys like mini golf and uh, uh, crossovers with, with cool people, we got some more of that stuff coming up. And that's going to be at O Street Golf Associate or O Street Mini Golf on YouTube and on Facebook. Um, I am Lucky Duck Entertainment on Facebook and uh, Instagram is uh, Lucky Duck 609. Um, and then if you're in the South Jersey area during the summer, uh, as long as we are out of quarantine, uh, you should be able to catch me up and down the coast seven days a week doing balloons at restaurants and uh, and anywhere they'll let me be, really. <laughs> And we're gonna we're gonna put a bunch of links in the show notes too for Rudy. So if you guys are listening and you want to go check that stuff out, um, you'll be able to check it out uh, with the uh, with the links that we're gonna give you. Fantastic! And then you can catch Rudy and uh, feed him drinks and uh, see what happens. I mean, maybe you'll have a crazy <laughs> night in clown makeup. Have so, you, you, maybe you could be the kid pissing on his face. It could be you. You can find me at clownlove.com. <laughs> <laughs> It could be you, Arlen Haro. <laughs> Get baptized. So that's it. That's Shakes the Clown from 1991, directed by Bobcat Goldthwaite. Hey, everybody, if you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcast, and make sure to leave us a five-star review if you dig the show, because it helps us get out of the bottom of the dumpster and into more eardrums. Yeah, and if you're on the social medias, you can follow us at Movie Dumpster on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor Beware of the Clowning McGraw. I'm Rudy Real. Thanks for visiting the dumpster, and happy April Fool's Day! Yay! <laughs> I'd love to thank you, Grinning Laugh, cause I'm Pippi the Clown. If you were a father now, I hope it's upside down. Almost the show is over, I'd really hate to go. But we'll be back tomorrow with a fresh new show. Ha 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 ha! <laughs> as soon as that camera is off, he gonna fuck that little dog. Yes, kiddies, that's right. <laughs>